welcome back, everybody, to the Talk Shop Hi. Season 7, Episode 14. You're getting uh, a double dose. This season's old enough to have sex in Iran. <laughs> <laughs> For now, until the... <laughs> Until they change the laws, I, I genuinely don't even know if that's true. It Fucking just seems. Heathens. Don't don't right. Google that. Don't I'm Google that. I'm no no no. It. Do not Google it. I want a yay or nay. Do you think that's true? Do you think fourteen Do is the I age you can set in Iran? True. I want a yes or no. I completely I made that up. I, okay. It seems right. It seems I, right. Here, I would. My guess is there's not really a defined law around the age of consent. I I would right, say. So you think Iran is made up of mud people? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this just. Is my I'm not saying that they're not intelligent enough to do it. I'm just saying I I don't. I don't know. I've never heard. <laughs> okay. It's probably illegal to have sex with a 14-year-old, but it's probably not illegal to marry one. But not one. many. Oh. Okay. That would yeah, be I guess that, that's, a good, uh, that's a good more specific. All right. Okay, now you can Google it. We have the votes in. Tom Iran, thinks that there's no Asia law in Iran. Sense. Yep. <laughs> that's true. Well, there is. It's Sharia law. <laughs> I think. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, it's Wikipedia page. Ages of consent in Asia. I don't. I'm uncomfortable well, with this being. A Wikipedia <laughs> this isn't page. your search history now, man. Uh, sex <laughs> outside of marriage Thailand? is illegal in Iran. The minimum age of marriage is 15 for men and 13 oh. for women. Oh, 13. Ways so around these regulations include temporary right. marriages with the permission of a court. Girls may ar- may marry at a younger age. In 2010, as many as 42,000 children between age 10 and 14 were married, and 716 girls younger than 10 had wed. Oh, you know, that's one of those times where you wish you hadn't Googled it. Yeah. That's one of those times where... We did open a private tab for that. The world is a little darker before (laughs) and after. That information out in the universe, yeah. You're fucking up. You're fucking up, Iran. True. Iran, try sex with adults. It's... Better, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't like what it's like. <laughs> <Sure. 'Cause... laughs> I let me tell you from experience, it's better. Okay. <laughs> I've tried both. <laughs> <laughs> Having tried both. I can confirm. Oh boy. All right. We're already off to a good start. Yeah, here. the two things I mean between the, the couch cushions and my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see a ten year old. Anywhere in that spectrum, but you know, can't be high up there. Well, you know, I'm always known to change my mind. I I could always be wrong about anything. Okay, just show, show me the evidence. <laughs> oh no, oh, okay, the I'm done. evidence! I'm done. No. I do have one joke I'm going <laughs> to steal. Yeah. And, uh, from somebody that I I know because he t- says it all the time and it makes me laugh. And it's, do you know what the number one cause of pedophilia is? <laughs> What's that? Sexy ass children. <laughs> right, Welcome not to the talk talk about shop. <laughs> okay, let's move on from pedophilia to something a little lighter. Corey, you have a new motor vehicle. True, yes. I bought a new car that I'm very yeah. happy with. Uh, Make, I, model, serial number. Come on. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. VIN number, it would please. be a VIN number, Sam. Um, I bought a. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I can't afford cars. I bought a <laughs> yeah. Subaru WRX. Um, what, what oh, I have drew a radio you to flyer. That, what drew you to that particular vehicle? Real, real question. Like, what yeah, you, okay. All the vehicles in the world, you chose that one. Uh, in, in um, like five seconds or less, was it that was under ten years old? Five seconds or less. Uh, well, okay. If you want, in that segment, if you want something that's like relatively sporty, but not like 
you know, BMW money or something stupid. If you want something that's relatively sporty um, and fun to drive, um, there's like, you could buy like five different cars or something. A Miata? Um, you could buy a Miata, true. Um, if you want something, almost all of them are front wheel drive. And then there's a couple that I just like, I don't like Volkswagens. I wouldn't buy GTI. I don't think they're bad. I just like, I just don't like them. Um, what the heck? What's your problem? Uh, you could that's get like, like my favorite car <laughs> you could get like a veloster or an elantra but hyundai I, I wouldn't buy a hyundai either i don't think they're bad uh but there's like horror stories about like warranties and trying to get any work done i like the sound um, of that velosta because it sounds a lot like velociraptor and i like dinosaurs they're cool honest like the velosters are cool car like i won't shit on them like a veloster n is a cool car okay um, do they roar I'm looking. They up. do I'm, not. I'm, unfortunately, this is Veloster dead serious. Raptors. This is dead serious. I have never heard of a Velosta before. Yeah, like a that hun- is a no, new. It's a that's a new word for me. Veloster. <laughs> I have never I bought a Veloster. By Hyundai, I ended up with the old yep. Fiesta instead. Veloster N is the sporty version of the Veloster. Oh, yeah, it looks nice. It's a nice looking. What's vehicle. the N stand for? Uh, N line, which is their in-house sport tuning. So it's... is it like roller skates? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. All um, right, I'm good. I didn't realize it was a Hyundai. That, win the Super Bowl and drive off in a Hyundai. Uh, you could buy a Civic. You could buy a Civic Si. Those are fun cars, but they they don't have that much power. Um, okay. And so, and if you want all-wheel drive, literally the only car you can buy is a Subaru WRX. That's the oh, only sure. like fun, sporty, not expensive all-wheel drive car. Um, plus, I think they look pretty nice, and I at least had the impression from like what journalists and reviews and stuff that they were pretty fun to drive. Uh, so I put in an order for one in June uh, and it came in last Thursday and I've had a very eventful weekend stalling so, many times. So, oh, it's a manual. So, uh, so one question. Yeah. I just have to ask this. Why not a Kia Soul? Yeah, really? <sighs> this, this is a, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, honestly, you could make the case that it should be illegal for any car other than the Kia Soul to exist. If I had some, if I <laughs> because anything else is just a waste of cap, it's just a waste if, of resources. Okay? If I had some money in my yeah. pocket right now, I would be driving a lime green Kia Soul, and I think you missed out. <laughs> True, you could buy a Kia Stinger; think, those well, are cool. I like those. So driving, I just saw one of those at the gym today. They are pretty neat looking. For a Kia, it's like mm-hmm. you, it says Stinger on the back, and then you look at the front, and it has that awful Kia badge, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> it's a problem." They know. honestly, like, it took them. They did rebrand. It, yeah, they did. They, they changed it on to like one symbol. Yeah, yeah. It took them. Um, it took them a while to learn how to make good cars. They make pretty good cars now, but like, it's gonna take a while for the for the Kia stench to like wash off of them, and like, yeah, I don't know. They don't have a problem selling it. They sell a bunch of cars, but. Uh, people who like are at least a little bit in, like nobody who even cares a little bit about cars has a positive impression of like of that brand. So going back, okay, so so we're gonna give ourselves a little bit of a break here. We talked about a little bit of this beforehand, so some of this is maybe a little bit recycled. Yep. But driving a stick, I love driving stick. I very much miss uh, having a manual. But it goes one of two ways, right? There's there's the pure orgasmic feeling of shifting right where you need to be, hitting the clutch, and just nailing it. And yeah. it's like a, a, it's like you drink in the serotonin. It's like a little it, mini game that you get to play. It's like <laughs> it's, it's like, like a, a it's what, like a Wario mini game. 
that you What's get to with, play uh, 500 times every time you go anywhere. What do they call that where you hit like the X on the X? They were really big in like the God of War era. Oh, quick time oh, events? Quick time quick events. Time, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a quick yeah. time event. <laughs> but it either goes really well or it feels like you just threw a can of screws into a cement mixer. <laughs> and like you feel like the bottom of your vehicle just dropped out and like you rock yeah. forward and you're like, oh my God, I just destroyed my car. <laughs> There's like no in between. So when I order the car, you can get it in an automatic or a manual. Um, for people who are into cars at all um if you order a wrx with an automatic somebody comes to your house and beats you to death with a pipe iron <laughs> uh, so is that I, true yes <laughs> no i so i i don't know i kind of wanted to i i had only ever driven a stick like twice in my entire life um and i i wanted to get the car with one because it's like it's almost like the car like deserves one i don't know um I was worried. I wasn't worried if I'd get used to driving stick or not. I was worried that even when I did get used to it, I would get, I would be bored of it of having to do all the work all the time, <laughs> and I would want to go back to it automatic. That's what I was worried about. Um, right now, I'm enjoying it a lot. But I what's guess so this- weird. What's so weird is that this is literally like my wedding vows, word for word. <laughs> <laughs> True. Like it's it's like you copied my what I said to my wife on our wedding day. The thing about marriage, I'm just worried I'm going to get bored. <laughs> but I'm having fun right now. Will I, I still be happy in automatic. two years? I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm having fun now. Um, and it, it's like pretty even now. It's it's getting pretty autopiloty. I don't think it would be it would it would be the thing that's it, it would be a thing that's like fun when I'm paying attention to it, and when I'm not, it wouldn't like be a burden at all it would just kind of be I've, there it's never felt like a chore i drove stick for like a decade uh, probably more uh my vehicle that i have right now is the first one i've had i think ever yeah this is the first vehicle i've ever owned like straight up like been my daily driver that's not a stick yeah and i never didn't like it i always like i miss it uh tom was suggesting that i like install a broom to like imitate yeah. having a stick <laughs> I and still think it, that's a good idea. Well, it's how a great you, idea. How long would it again, take before somebody noticed? I would have to explain it to somebody. At some <laughs> point. Like at some point, I'm giving like my boss a ride to a location. He's like, "What are you doing?" As I'm like whipping a broom around in the middle of my console. What does it look like I'm doing? I'm driving stick. <laughs> you could you could buy like an aftermarket, like a fake center console, and you buy like a real <laughs> buy like a real <laughs> stick. And a real shift boot and like a real everything and just like pretend and see how long that, before somebody noticed. But when somebody noticed, if you were that elaborate, that would yeah. be so funny. <laughs> that would be the oh funniest. My God. Like someone's like, wait, the, the, the gear shift didn't line up with the handle yeah. in there. What the? <laughs> it's like, I'm just so smooth. <laughs> Uh, I'm uh, really enjoying the like, car. It's yeah. Congratulations, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying the car. I'm trying to go easy on it now because it, it's in the the so-called break-in period, where there's a few yeah. things you're supposed to not do, uh, and a couple a little, limits you're supposed to stay little, under. It's a little ten-year-old Iran girl, and you're. <laughs> oh <married> no! <laughs> <laughs> We're back to it again, huh? Uh, yeah, you know, for the for the first thousand miles of those underage kids, they just. <laughs> <laughs> gotta go easy on him i i still think you should have went with the original car you were talking with me about which is the pt cruiser with the woody package Ooh. oh yeah yep i'm or, looking at uh, what's something the other one that, that i forgot <laughs> exists 
the old grand the old Jeep Grand Wagoneer. I'll tell you what you need, and you're gonna as soon as I drop this in your brain and you remember that it exists, you're gonna go trade in yeah. your vehicle and get one, and that is a Nis- N- Nissan Cube. You know the funniest thing about the cube? Isn't that spelled with a Q? q? No, it, well, not it? on Google. It's like intelligence cube. Now it's it's spelled just C U B E on Google. Uh. That I'm looking at. You know the funniest thing about that car, Sam? What's that? I didn't notice this until like it had been around for a long time. The windows on it, on the left and right, aren't symmetrical. Let me oh see. yeah. It yeah, had there's like a wraparound window. Yeah, right? the the yeah. the rear windshield wraps all the way around to be like a side window on one side. On the on the other side there's and just on the nothing side. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Oh my how the that fuck do you see car. out of half of this, your car? This is this is when day drinking gets out of control. You rip with the Nissan cube. Oh, Did they make them funny. in manual? <laughs> <laughs> just tearing around in your cube. Wee <laughs> wee. Uh so I uh, in PT Cruiser they had the designer listed, a guy by the name of Brian Nesbitt. If you're interested, <laughs> okay. do you want to know the other cars he designed? Oh my God! Um, are they other GM cars? Uh yes. Uh fuck! I I don't I have no idea. Uh the HHR the Chevrolet oh, HHR okay. which yeah, is like a sure. retarded. It's all, all basically a PT Cruiser with a Chevy badge on it. Yeah. And then the most boring car of all time, in my opinion, the Chevrolet Malibu Generation Seven. It it's like if you picture in your and when someone says car, this yeah. is what's in your. It's brain. like a GTA it's car. Like, yeah, it's like it. <laughs> it's like devoid of passion. It's like a black hole for design. <laughs> um, Again, my wedding vest anyway. right out of the word for word. <laughs> But anyway, the Nissan Cube, the uh, the, the designer isn't even listed, so he, uh, I can't uh, poke fun at whatever whoever crapped out this abomination of a car, which is unfortunate. I uh, know nothing about cars. I'm just gonna admit it. Sam, I think you'd like cars. You seem you seem like a car guy. I like trains. <laughs> okay, well, it's pronounced it's pronounced tains, or or. Acceptable is Twain. Yeah, that also that does work too. Yeah, that's true. I, I also think that cars are something I'd get really into if I ever like gave it the time of day. But I don't know. Nah. <laughs> nah. Nah. That's a good answer. Um. Well, what the heck? We're gonna have kind of an Oreo double stuffed episode. We had a lot of topics. We do. We didn't we even do, touch actually. on the last. Episode. And I don't have a time limit today. It's not. Hell yeah. All right, Megasode well, we prequel. <laughs> Coming. It is October. I have to get two things off my chest. Well, it's only one thing, but they're related. All right. It's October 10th. I love Halloween as much as the next person, but you know what drives me crazy about this time of year? Like, mm. I like the leaves changing. I like the fact that the weather, it's comfortable. I can go outside and I don't burn in the sun. I love all that. Yeah. I hate the fact that this time of year we give license to, it's typically women, to find their entire personalities on two things, iced coffee and being so quirky that they love Halloween. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's not a personality. Those two things it, do not make you a person. It, it, you might be interested to know that I live in the Halloween capital of the world. Is that real? Now. Says who? Yes, Anoka, Minnesota. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, look it up. Look it up. 
Halloween. What do they do for Halloween? That's so minimum age of consent. Damn it! No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, I gotta get that. I out just, of my brain. It's just stuck in my head now. Halloween capital. This city of- is called the Halloween capital of the world. Anoka. It it comes right up. You have a jack o' lantern roundabout. Yeah. So, wait. So pride crazy. parade. Spooky. People gay pride and Halloween are different, right? <laughs> so they paint a mural. And they so you live in like the basic, you live in like the basic bitch sti- like city of the world, huh? Uh, yeah, I guess. Okay, so, 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 so like they, they paint a mural and they decorate a roundabout, and now they're the capital of the world for that thing. But I'm saying yeah, like, I, but not insulting Anoka year round, but this time of year at least, you guys turn into like the. Oh my god, I love Halloween. We can live like Jack and Sally yeah, if we want. I mean, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. There, I mean, there's. I don't know. There's some interesting people that are like really into Halloween. <laughs> and I think Halloween's cool. Like I want to be very clear. I like everything about Halloween. I think it's a very fun holiday. What I don't understand is starting in about September, you have people start being like, I'd rather carve a jack-o'-lantern than put up a Christmas tree. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <I don't- laughs> Go ahead. What's That's, stopping you? Yeah, do it. Don't don't put up a Christmas. You know nobody has literally. I promise you, nobody's ever like kicked down your door and been like, "You better put up a Christmas tree at gunpoint." Like nobody cares. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and break something to everybody listening here that is becoming so evident in my mid 30s. Literally nobody cares. Yes, nobody I, cares. More people need to learn this lesson. Like people just talk. Like at, what? At I'm gonna mention the gym again. Subtle hinting. Hey guys, I've been going to the gym. By the way. No, you got that. Uh, you got those endorphins and that serotonin. Yeah, I'm so small. Are you crushing Are you? skulls? Hell yeah, yeah dude! I'm huge. Get it. I'm fucking huge, bro. Ah, good for you. <laughs> Not even a little bit. I'm fucking uh, jacked. <laughs> but like the things that people just talk about, and I maybe I'm just like a complete asshole, and that could totally be true. But like when I hear people, like just small talk, in public, I feel bad for the person talking. <laughs> like, I feel like ashamed for them. Jim it's Small like, Talk wh- is the absolute. What are best. you talking about? Who cares? And Let's it's see. yeah, it's just painful. It's painful. Top things I've heard in the gym over the years that immediately come to mind is there was one time where these two guys were comparing advice they'd gotten from people from bodybuilders, and I don't remember all of it, but I do remember the guy being like, uh, "Dude, if you don't look like a Ninja Turtle, I don't even want to hear what you're saying." And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> dead serious. <laughs> That's actually Sweet. so fucking funny. Um, the other one was that's, there. That's were, the physique I want, yeah. Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I watched a I watched a bromance start. Like I watched these two guys. Like they started on different ends of the gym. They were in the same vibe, and they ended up like they literally met that day and were like making plans to like go out and get drinks and stuff later. You got a quick five spot for me, bro? You gonna but, spot me, bro? <laughs> but in the middle of it, they were like, "It's anytime fitness where I go." They're like, "Man." Any, I'm Same. assuming I'm gonna assume trim is is women like that's a way to refer to women. I'm very out of these things. Again, I've been married for forever. I believe that, and I'm not attractive enough for for an affair. So, uh, <laughs> so they're like, uh, uh, they're like, uh, man, anytime doesn't have any trim. And he was like, no, man, you know what you gotta do is you gotta buy. <laughs> He's like, you gotta buy a a, a a a pass at every gym in the area, and then you just go where the trim is, man, because it changes. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, should we get out of here and go check out the trim at this other gym in town? 
And the dude was like, hell yeah, bro. Let's go check out some of that uh, Park Avenue trim. <laughs> just okay. two strangers? Uh, two strangers. So, okay. They left to go to another well, gym. The advice that was just exchanged is you buy, you buy, you pay for every gym in your area. Which is yep. fucking expensive, by the way. And then you wander around stalking women. <laughs> yep. All right. And then my absolute favorite was for a long time. This was years ago now, pre-COVID. Um, there was a super just jacked dude at my anytime. Like he was, and he had like Viking tattoos and he, he looked like he was straight out of that age. He was just badass, right? Well, if you've noticed in the gym, uh, youngins tend to flock towards the strongest like lifter and like inevitably conversations break out and like people start asking for advice. This dude, like he was like, I called him Jim Jesus and he like developed his 12 disciples. He had these kids that were always <laughs> around him. And he would, like, stop and give, like, lectures. He would literally, like, stop. He would sit on, like, the, the, the bench or, like, the little chair where you, like, do your sit-ups. I don't know what oh the, what the hell it's called. so funny. He would sit there and they would gather around him and he would talk. And I, when I was there, I would, like, take off my ear, my, my headphone and I would, like, listen to him. Um, and he would say, talk. and I say it to you, my brethren. And my favorite one, my favorite <laughs> one. this is together a, as this is others a, will be swole unto you. <laughs> this, is, this is a word-for-word <laughs> word quote. I've never forgotten it because I loved it. He's got all these little high school kids. Various stages of skinny all around him. This huge, just monstrous jacked Viking sitting there, tan and and bearded and, and preaching his gospel. And I take off my phone and I hear, people will say, mind over matter. But like, if you don't mind, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> and like everybody, everybody in oh his little God. his little oh, fellowship like so nodded. Wise. Yeah, and like wrote one guy. I swear to God, wrote it down in his little gym notebook that people have. I love oh the gym, God. man. You can that do your best. So people watching funny. in the gym. Yeah, there there are some pretty hilarious. Uh, like there's this there's this guy that goes to our gym, and he's just wearing. It looks like he just got off of work, like, and he's like, is he works at like an appliance store? He has just like his jeans and a t-shirt tucked into his pants. Older guy, he has like a Leatherman on his belt and a phone in his pocket, and he's like on the elliptical, sweating it out in the, yeah. those clothes. <laughs> you're like, what the God heck bless. is the problem? Hell but, yeah! Uh, uh, a couple the of Leatherman. Things, I it's guess. like uh, it's like ankle weights, you know. It's like just for the extra, <laughs> the extra weight. Well, you never know. You know, that's that's advanced to dad magic there. See, I'm not that level of dad yet, but when you get to like max when you max out your dad class, you always have a leatherman on you. And you need to train because <laughs> when something breaks, you need to be there quickly yeah, you and gotta ready be able to, to whip fix. that thing out like instantly. Like I I'm like level 5. Like I always have one around. I know where one is because you never know when you're going to need to put batteries in a new toy or something. But as she, as my daughter gets older and the problems become more complex, and I eventually have to learn how to fix things, my Leatherman will evolve with me. I think. I think that's how it works. Pretty soon, you'll become a Leatherman. <laughs> I am Leatherman. <laughs> that's your Halloween costume. <laughs> um, All right, you were talking about people in the gym. Sorry, we got. Well, I was going to bring up a couple of things related to the gym. So uh, early on, been going for like three weeks now, uh, but early on, it's been a long time since I've lifted, and I just. I used to lift in our barn out at our house and we just had like a, a basic Olympic bench set or something my my dad had. And I had like no form critique or anything like that. So I would just like hurt myself pretty regularly lifting. <laughs> so I was like, I think maybe this time I'll actually do a little research first. And 
see if I can like not you know cripple my knees oh, by to the time be I'm like 35. 17 again. You yeah, just, you just bounce back. You just fucking like, hurt two your... days later. <laughs> yeah. um, uh. But searching for like uh like form anything form related or like ex- like weightlifting related is what comes along with it is the <laughs> worst most annoying slang of all time and that's like bodybuilder weightlifting slang. Yeah. Where it's like you got to explode your glutes forward and you really blast your lats. And it's, it's just it sounds like when you read it it's like it feels like someone's shouting at you. <laughs> and I it I just want everything to read like a textbook, I think. Or it's just like and then you'll you'll uh clench your buttocks as you hoist the weight uh upwards. I like how you changed that. I think you were worried you were going racist there and you quickly like you shifted that accent pretty quick. I think I think you're projecting hard, Sam. I think you just see what? race everywhere. In my head, no, weird. in my head it started out Asian, like it was going to oh, be a like, wise oh, Asian thing. You yeah. rift, rift your race. <laughs> and then suddenly you were like, suddenly you were like, uh-oh, not that again. And you like shifted into German. But I could be wrong. No, no you are wrong. You're 100% okay. wrong. I'm the racist. We all know this. Okay. We all know Asians can't write textbooks. They, uh, they were too busy inventing math. <laughs> and silk. <laughs> too, too busy Fireworks. inventing it to write it down. Gunpowder. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that's just something I noticed. It's really annoying. <laughs> Just uh, just tell me what what to do and not like scream it via text into my face. Uh, another thing is being I forgot what it's like to be approached by personal trainers who are employed by the gym you're going to. Mm. Uh, and we ha- had quite an interesting experience where this like it's not as crazy as like crossfit but there is definitely still like a cultish mentality for like gym stuff a lot of the time um and so this guy walks up to us and he's like he's looking at you but you can tell he's not he doesn't really see you if that makes sense like he looks unfocused yeah he's doing his job he's giving it exactly the same amount of motivation that you give your job well (laughs) i thought so too at first but he um then he he went on this long tirade about intermittent fasting. And he was like, yeah, so like basically um, my wife is like a dietitian and um, she was, does a lot of research into this. And if you have any fat on your body, you don't need to eat. Like <laughs> you're not supposed to eat if you have any fat on your body. That's just like as hum- that's zero, zero how humans have evolved. Fat content. That's, that's I can confirm that as a nurse. It's true. And then he was, and then he went on to like talk about. Uh, uh, it's like people should be, like you're supposed to only eat when you absolutely have to, like like lions. And he's just like <laughs> he's continually he's, talking about this. Oh, I should, I should. He's supposed to eat a whole animal carcass every six bu- days. He's buying into that. There's this guy called the Liver King. That's that's what he's oh, buying yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, a super but, jet dude that apparently only eats liver. It's just so obviously on. And does like oh, a so ton of steroids. it's on steroids. Like it's not even funny. Like his he's stomach sticks out like kid. so far. Yeah, like he's yeah. on HGH or something. But anyway, yeah. um, I should also preface this with he interrupted a set I was doing. We're actually the wife and I were doing like leg lifts in like the little wooden side room, you know, like where they have like classes and stuff. It's usually mm-hmm. empty. Yep. So we're doing that. We're in the middle of it, and he walks in and goes, "Hey." So you want to talk about livers? 
And then I get up, and I'm like, obviously doing, if you're doing ab workout, then it's hard to sit up immediately. So I like stagger to my feet, and then he goes on this long thing about intermittent fasting. (laughs) And and then at the end of the conversation, he's like, yeah, sorry I'm a little spacey. I I haven't eaten in two days. Oh my, oh my God. And and, and I'm like, is this, is this a pitch? (laughs) You're trying to pitch this to me? You want me to be like this? You're not like, oh, it's just so weird. I was that guy. I was that guy for a long time. I was that guy in high school and in the army. I'd never ate. I would starve myself frequently. Uh, And that's why I was skinny back then. It worked. I had a six pack. There was my peak. I reached that really cool point where it looks like you have spider webs between your pecs. I had Spider that for webs. a little while. You know, you got the nice little ripped, like you're literally shredded there. Not anymore. <laughs> I, ate ta- I ate Taco Bell tonight. Hell yeah. But I was also in the gym. I blasted my legs today, bro. If we're gonna t- So I'm a gym guy. I mean, you know I blasted that. my, I mean my legs, bro. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm chubby, but I am a strong boy. I don't brag about much, but I am a strong boy. I love the gym. I, I genuinely like it's my favorite way to de-stress. That isn't alcohol. <laughs> and... Uh, no, it's been pretty great so yeah. far. It's just good for the little no. short time. Dead serious, like, and and my thing is just like, uh, as I've gotten older, like I don't even, I don't need a six pack anymore. It'd be nice, like maybe one day I'll, I'll flip that switch in my second puberty that they say you get in your thirties, and I'll go second really puberty. hard again. But honestly, man, it, like I just enjoy like just getting out of the house. Being in, what I love about the gym is that you shut everything else out. You literally like nothing else. You don't have to have anything else with you when you're there. Put on some music or a podcast or whatever, and you just you just lift for the the hell of it. And, uh, I, my, my, my thing at the gym is, uh, I don't look particularly strong. I don't think, but I can, I can put up some weight. Your boy can put up some weight. And, uh, I love the look like my, my little get off point is the way people look at me when I put up people watching you stack weights. They're like, "Eh, I don't know about that guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's always like the, Oh man. They're like, do you need a spot or are you sure you could do that? And I'm like, nah, I got it. Don't worry about it. Nah, dog. Just like two. Uh, Nissan cubes on either side of the <laughs> bar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was going to say, I'm glad you're going to the gym. It's fun. Honest, honest I recommend it to everybody. You don't even yeah. have to lift if you don't want to lift. Like, do whatever. It's, yeah, and like having not... So if, <laughs> I went from basically the healthiest I've ever been when I was doing working as a laborer to the most unhealthy I've ever been, which was IT and then working from home. And now <laughs> the painful thing is like, Having worked, having lifted before, you kind of remember what uh, your max was when, I, I guess this would have been like in high school. And I, I'm not even like remotely close to what that was. And it's just, uh, it could be infuriating just thinking like, I used to be able to do this. You will and now I can't. I'm too you'll, weak. You'll be shocked how fast you get there. You, are you doing protein or anything? Like, are you watching, like, I'm not saying you guys starve yourself, but are you supplementing with like any kind of protein or anything like that? Yeah. Yep. Whey Good. protein. And I actually... Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to get shit for this, but I am taking creatine as well. It's just bad for your kidneys, and uh, it will make you stronger. It's really bad for your kidneys. If you if you do it too much, you'll get joint pain, but I'm not going to shit on you for it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I took re- creatine. Like, yeah. Mayo Clinic did a study on uh, – like it's one of the most well-documented supplements like as far as studies go, and it basically said the, the – uh, there was, I, the kidney thing, I didn't see any actual confirmation of that uh, from any of the studies I was reading. So that's news to me. I'll have to look into that a bit more. But um, 
uh, it just said like it's basically an, a no risk supplement. It's something your body produces naturally anyway. You usually get it from red meat, and I don't eat a lot of steak anymore or anything like that. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, that and whey protein post workout. Good. Yeah, you're gonna get jacked. I'm excited for you. I'm gonna get swall. The real like I I work out for two reasons. The first reason is I want to frighten women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard it. <laughs> is that a true, like, an actual, like, talking point for, like, women? Like, I've heard it as, like, a parody almost where, like, but are there people actually saying that men only work out to be intimidating to women? Is that an I, I have st- I have never heard anybody say they want to intimidate okay. women. I've never heard that. Well, no, I mean, like, a woman saying that about men, like, saying they only work out to be intimidating to women. Oh, oh, like a feminist point of view? Yeah. No, I've never. Oh, I don't know. I'm sure it's out there. That <laughs> wouldn't shock I, me. You yeah, know. I think it's just like, it's got to be a joke. I think there's probably a select group of people that hate everybody for everything. That's Tom, true. you just like gave me, me a, good, a reason to start going to the gym. Yeah, I know. You got to frighten women, man. <laughs> um, damn it. I, I actually like was thinking of this bit before we recorded and I had a good second one but I can't remember it now which is mega sad you were, anyway. you have an idea and you go I should write that down and then you go no this is good I'll remember it this is like a distinct yeah like, it's so funny I'll remember yeah like this and is then, like a yeah. good yeah and then it's totally fucking gone and now it's gone damn intimidating women one <laughs> <laughs> what was two fuck alright was it gym related maybe it'll come to me yeah, it was well, it was like the reasons you lift. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, it's gone. Sorry, everybody. Get it one day. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, uh, lifting is tons of fun, man. It's uh, you feel good afterwards. Like you were saying, I used to be more anxious and stressed than I I feel like I am now, and I haven't even been going that long. And uh, yeah, it takes like. Uh, a lot of stress out of your life for sure you just feel calm after which is nice instead of like kind of like biting your nails like eh, being anxious all the time that sucks everybody should lift I think having done it for four weeks everybody should do this everybody <laughs> should do a radical life change <laughs> I look forward uh, to seeing you this Christmas and seeing you completely jacked I think you'll do it and I'm glad we'll to see, see you enjoying something that's healthy and good. And I, I'm glad you like it. My I, connect for uh, anabolic steroids hasn't come through yet. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not going to cheat myself with drugs. Yeah. All the kids are we'll doing see. it. Yet. We'll see. No, I, I the funniest thing at the gym to me is uh, it's kind of like the personal trainer thing, but it's when you get into a competition with a bro that you don't want. And uh, oh, like they are trying to start something. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, bro, are you gonna do some, you know, topsy turvy burnouts? And you're like, what the hell is a topsy turvy burnout? It's and just of course new exercise. You, you don't want to admit that you don't know what a topsy turvy burnout is if you're me. <laughs> so instead, you're like, nah, I did those on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Today's my brown cow. That's funny. Today's my brown cow dare daredevil day, and they're like, oh yeah, brown cow this daredevil. This is my rotational groinular hoist yep. day. Yep. yep. <laughs> But I will say this, the gym is a place for incredible friendships to start out of nowhere. I go really late at night 
And I can't tell you how many times I've had like, it'll start with like a bro nod across the gym and suddenly they're just like spilling out their entire life story. Like there are people in this town that I can tell you everything about because we like made eye contact at the gym <laughs> at two in the morning. That's actually so funny. <laughs> and like, there's a dude I met. He uh, was the youngest person ever to run for the tribal council on our reservation. He lost by like five votes. He's currently running media for the reservation. Uh, he dreams of getting out of here, out of the area, but right now he wants to take care of his family. Um, he used to work for CW, actually, but he quit that so that he could go work for the res because they gave him more money. Okay. And uh, his his most important thing in life is keeping a smile and a sense of hardships because his parents were addicted to drugs. And one day he's hoping that uh, he can win back his girlfriend. I'm not going to say your name, but uh, just know that I remember everything you told me. That was three months ago. Damn. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know That's as much so about that guy as you like know about me. There was a there was another dude who was trying to quit drinking. He was an alcoholic. It was his, literally his first night. It was a Friday night, and his girlfriend was out drinking at the Jack, which is like the only like popular bar here. And he was trying to lift through it so that he wouldn't drink, so that he could be her sober cab home. Damn. And he was just anxious as hell. So we ended up working out together just because like he was just trying to. He was like, I just want to go drink, and I was like. Nah. <laughs> Maybe don't. Yeah. Maybe try not. Do some lunges, homie. <laughs> <laughs> some burpees. <laughs> so yeah, the the I'm big supporter of the gym. I, there's no downside to it. Just be safe. Just don't uh everybody falls into this trap where they want to go heavier and harder right away and as somebody who's hurt himself more times than cuz I'm like you, Tom. I'm completely self-taught. Nobody taught me shit. What's and the I most annoying injury? Uh, uh, definitely back injury for me. That okay. I've, yeah, back lower injury. back fucking yeah. sucks if you overdo it on your lower back and you're not careful. That one takes for, like, a, even when I was younger and I that happened to me, it still took, like, a while. And plus, like, if you're extra not careful, you could, you know, permanently. Yeah, slip a disc <laughs> or yourself up. Yeah, do something yeah. really I've bad. thrown out my back, like, three times, and I've thrown out my neck a ton of times. I have permanent damage to my wrists. That Damn. I need an MRI or a CT for, but I just don't want to pay for it. Both wrists? Yeah. Like, so what happened was, is I tried, uh, the very first time I tried to bench 400 pounds. 400? Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, That's a lot of weight. Well, I didn't hit it the first time. It took years to get up to that. Uh, and exactly what I'm talking about, I was trying to go too hard, and I hurt myself. Uh, the first time I tried to do it, I couldn't get it. So I put it back up, and I was like, nah, I didn't want it bad enough. Mm. <laughs> and uh, Jack, the garbage <laughs> man, was there. So I was like, we're trying again right away, which is the dumbest thing to do for a max. And uh, I felt something pop in both of my wrists when I did that, and they have oh, never done the same. Jesus. They have. I, 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 uh, but, you know, fortunately with rest, they've gotten a lot better. But if I'm curling or something right now, I always feel it in my wrist. What was your PB when you went for the 400? 350. I was just trying to add another 50 to it. Okay. Not crazy. Okay. <clears throat> no. And I'll never go above. So I've I've maxed out my bench at 405, and I'm never going to go above it. And I do it every year on the 4th of July. Is that true? Yeah, that's a fun <laughs> fact about me. <laughs> that's funny. Do you have, like, sparklers in your ears? I wear an American flag shirt, and I always record it, and then I post it on social media. Oh. <laughs> For all the likes. And I call it the 405th of July. That's funny. Oh. Do you, um, so then do you just, like, maintain the same... So I train down or no, I train at 300 and then when it's leading up to the 4th of July, I'll like cycle up to like 350 and stuff like that. Okay. okay. And I'll slowly, I'll grind it up. Usually starting in like, like 
April or May. Man, I love lifting. Yeah. Let's keep talking about lifting the whole time, guys. Hey, we got another. I recently three hours added two more. I, I I added two more movements to my upper body exercises, and I just started really hitting the lower body again. Nice. So this was my second week. Really, like I go and I uh, do. I mean, we're really talking about it now. I do four sets of ten on every leg machine at any time nice. in West Duluth, and literally the first time I did it, I like. So I try to do it. I do it on my lunch break, right? And so I fly through it as fast as I can. And uh, I hadn't worked legs in years. And this was last Did you Tuesday. get the same legs? Yep. So I, I ran through it. And then I was trying to get back to work so I wouldn't be late to get back to where I was going. And my office is right at the top of these stairs. And I hit the stairs and literally just slammed. I, like, went down. I went down the second I tried to walk up. <laughs> they were dead legs. Just completely dead. Today it wasn't as bad. <clears throat> yeah like days uh not super fun if especially if like yeah if you're on a, if you have a mobile on your feet job it's the next day is not not especially enjoyable my thought process is is that uh so i'm trying to lose some weight more than i'm trying to bulk up right now and uh muscle burns fat right so your legs are some of your biggest muscles in your body so i figure you wreck them they're just little fat burning j- machines down there just sucking up your calories to build. True. True facts. Yeah. All right, uh, we can talk about anything else. Let's talk about weightlifting a little bit more. <laughs> I think we can fit 20 more minutes in here. All right. Uh, have you ever lifted an, a rock before as a weight? You I'll know tell you, you what. Do that too. You know what you need to do? You need to have a daughter, and she needs to be about three or four. And then you need to lift big rocks and throw them into the water for her because you know, she she literally thinks you're God. <laughs> Superman? Yeah. Like, you will never see, there will never be a human being that looks at you with as much awe as, like, a toddler who sees you picking up a big rock and throwing it in the water. <laughs> Wholesome moments on the talk shop, everybody. Yeah, I'm telling you. They they look at you like, like literally, like, probably how uh, the greatest of warriors in all of the wars ever felt walking through the lines of their soldiers. In like I a World War II parade <laughs> yeah. back home. Well, I, yeah. I, was, I was literally picturing like a Spartacus-like situation. I was literally picturing okay. like Achilles, like, like the Achilles. legendary, like like Spartacus, like those guys. Like I was like, like they look at you picking up a big rock and they're like, oh my God. He's... Like like Attack on Titan when they march back through town after yeah, killing the giant. Yeah, just like yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um. All right, well, we've got a couple of topics from you, Sam. There. Yeah. Versus There's a lot the... of interesting things happening in life right now. Okay. That's true. D- okay. A lot of cheating. This, this is like the common thread, right? Cheating. Yeah. There is a lot of cheating going on in the world. We're going to knock them out real quick. This is old news by now. This is really old news. But uh, I hate Adam Levine. Hate him. Like, literally, like, more than I should hate somebody I've never met. So when I found out that he was in trouble for sliding into a supermodel's DMs, I had to find out a little bit more about it. Oh, God. Have you guys seen this? Have you guys seen this I've seen the memes. I haven't seen – like, I've seen a bunch of memes. I haven't seen the original DMs, but I've seen enough of the memes where I I think I can tell what's real. (laughs) I don't want to focus it because this is so old. Like, this is – I think this is over a month old right now, and probably anybody listening won't think about. But I love the fact that Adam Levine, who's, like, one of the most famous, like, entertainers in the world, unfortunately – his, he slides into a supermodel's DMs that's like probably a third of his age or whatever. 
And he's like, your body's ridiculous. I'm going to have to see the booty. <laughs> he, oh, like, oh. exa- he like has a bunch of O's and Y's in it. Dude, I know. Oh, my. It's so rough. <laughs> my God. Why would you do that to yourself? I hope that he was like super drunk. I hope that, or you know what? Maybe it's just like, maybe, you know, you have to you have to adjust it for the level of fame and success. Yeah. But maybe he's just in that that same kind of place that a lot of guys find themselves, where he doesn't realize how old he's gotten. <laughs> and like, I think there's two things. Um, one about the the drunk thing. Everybody on TV is abusing some kind of substance. <laughs> A hundred percent. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> it's really shitty to have, obviously, to have your DMs leaked. Probably m- most people have something similarly cringy as this. But, oh, my God. It's like, hang on. I gotta, I'm going to find this. We're going to read some, okay? Adam. Okay, yeah. Levine. DMs. If, you, if you're into it, I didn't want to waste too much time on it because, again, it's old. But if you if you haven't really done enough deep dive into it it's worth it the the, the, some the that I just messages are just awfully embarrassing i you never come back from this no you don't like he's he not still he's never gonna be like or whatever he, uh i don't think so i think he it's like how are you such an hourglass yeah, I mean, oh my I, god i literally do not pay attention to seriously fuck with like five u's I may yep. need to see the booty. <laughs> That's my favorite. I may need I to may, see the booty. He's so polite about it, though. Oh, my God. I may, there is a realm of possibility where I may need to see the booty. I have seen into a thousand futures. I have seen every possibility from this moment onward in an ever-arching spiral of possibility and factors and the equation of the universe and existence. And I may just need to see the booty. <laughs> Holy fuck! Holy fucking fuck! That body of yours is absurd. Oh god! Oh my god! Bro was down bad. He was thirsty. He was a thirsty (laughs) little boy. What do you do? Okay, what do you do when you wake up one day and all of a sudden everybody, millions of people, have seen that you said that? What do you do? Well, that's like Louis C.K. talks about that. Oh yeah, you're right. Actually, Louis C.K. talks about. That was I'm not. Good, uh, hey, yeah. look, I'm not going to condemn or praise Louis C.K., but I've, it's no secret that I've always been a fan, and that I think his situation happens to be right on the line. Where I don't, I'm not ready to cut him out like I did the band Brand New. I'm just not. But he did a joke afterward that just cracks me up every time I think about it. Where after it came out that he liked making women watch him jerk off, like that's his thing. He talks about how suddenly, like he woke up in a world where everybody knew his thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're never ready for that. And he saw a recording, a video like Obama recording. Knew, Obama knew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he saw a video of Obama, <laughs> president of the United States, hearing about him liking to jerk off in front of women and being like, "Good lord!" <laughs> he's like, "You don't know what that's like." <laughs> he's like, "Pray you never know what that's like to know that the president of the United States states knows your pervy secret." <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> and Adam uh, Levine is, I think the only move, uh, I've actually thought about this, the only move Adam Levine has at this time is to release a song called I May Need to See That Booty. Like he has. You have to double down. it. You have Just to. Lean Got a little drunk. In, yeah. Didn't give a fuck. Had to see that booty. And then he does that like, his like, yep. High pitched. Sc- then he just screeching. screeches like a velociraptor and everybody buys six billion copies for some reason. Release a t shirt. Do like so a that whole, was one. Do like a whole merch line. Yeah. Oh yeah, my you God. have to. 
And I think you could. And I think you you have to almost go the Limp Bizkit route where you start dressing like an old dad and like you don't know what's cool and you have to just be like, give me your number. I'll text you about that booty. Like you just, I think that's the only PR move you have. But, you know, fortunately, you do have Kanye West right now literally declaring war on the Jews. Oh, my God. <laughs> speaking, yeah, of, we, speaking of schizos. <laughs> yeah, take your meds, man. Come on. Oh, my God. That guy, like, unironically is, like, fully unhinged insane. Imagine being his PR team. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, no, he's done it again. You know that they were at the zero hour on the doomsday clock when his Twitter account was coming back online. And there was, like, the one optimistic intern that was like, don't worry, guys. He's learned his lesson. It won't be so bad. What's the worst? We can go to bed. What's the worst he's going to do tonight? He's just getting it back. And, like, suddenly there's, like, the bling. And it goes up on the big screen. And it's literally, I'm going Death Con 3 on the Jews. <laughs> I like how he says Death Con. Yep, yeah, Death Con. Death Con 3 on the Jews. Oh, man. There was um, That guy's speed running his career right now. He was tweeting all kinds of shit about Jews. He was, like, yeah. dump- he was dumping a bunch of DMs between him and... Was it P. Diddy? I can't remember. It was somebody. And he... <laughs> He kept talking about how, like, Diddy was with the Jews, like, trying to make him do stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. He's he's gone. He's lost it. Yeah. Him and Will, he and Will Smith are going to start, like, <laughs> a new age of off-brand entertainment. Wait, is Will Smith losing it? Well, I mean, Will Smith slapped the dude at that award show. Was oh, I was, I'm so, I was thinking Will Ferrell. <laughs> I don't know why. Will Ferrell did it right. That's who I was imagining. Where Phil, Will Ferrell did it right by being a ridiculous human from the beginning. Yeah, that's true. Like if he went no, on a he rant, could just be like, "I'm yeah. joking." If he got drunk and went on a rant about the Jews, everybody'd be like, "Oh, Will, <laughs> what a bit!" And he could commit to it. He could like kill probably fifty percent of the the Jewish population, and people would still think, <laughs> and people would still think it's a joke. <laughs> people would still think it was as just long a... as he's shouting in a weird accent. Yeah, as long as he's going, you know, he's saying something like, "Wasn't Will Ferrell? Didn't he just literally scream? Wasn't that like a big thing?" That's his. Ah! That's, ah! that's, like, that's that? his. That's his. His shtick is just yelling everything. Yeah. yeah. I'm killing the Jews. Like, is that kind of like something? Yeah. Like that? Was, yeah. Basically. <laughs> He could do uh, that while killing a Jew and get away with it. I'm right. killing this Jew. Ah. Um. All right. So that's that's thing too. Uh. But going back to cheating, I love this, and and I'm counting on Corey here because I think that this is the kind of thing Corey would have looked into too. This is the most fascinating thing I've read about online in the last year. There's a huge controversy in the chess world right now. Oh yeah. About cheating. I love this. Have you looked into this at all? Uh, I know a good amount about this, actually, yeah. Okay. I, you are really good at regurgitating information in a succinct and very digestible way. So can can I count on you to kind of, like, give the lowdown on it? Yeah, okay. Because I'll get distracted. I do verbal diarrhea, and I'm very aware of it, and it's good for little bits, but not when I actually want to get a point across. So, yes, please, okay. go. Okay. Right. There's a guy. His name is Hans Niemann. He's a chess player. He's a very good chess player. Um, he's pretty young. I can't remember. Okay, we'll just do a quick Google. Hang on, because this is kind of important, I guess, too. Uh, Hans Niemann, age. He is 19. Okay. Um, up and comer. Is he a GM? I don't know if he's a GM. He's a grand. He is a grandmaster. Okay. Um, as of 2021, last year. 
So there's not that many ultra super high level competitive chess players. There's like I know Magnus Carlsen, he's like the goat and then there's like everybody else. <laughs> it's just like way better than everybody and it's not close. Um so there's accusations that Hans Niemann is cheating when he plays chess. Um in the world of chess there's online tournaments and there's 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 a special acronym uh, for in-person ter- oh, oh, OTB over the board in like in real life tournaments. Um at one point I for, I don't know how it all started but at one point a lot of people became suspicious that he might be cheating um chess.com one of the big websites that facilitates a lot of these tournaments released a weird statement that was like not really not strictly accusatory but it was clear like what they had said about a tournament that took place that involved hans it was there's a rule they suspected he might be cheating there's a rule that you like can't do that, and there's a chance they won't let you come yeah. back to tournaments. Oh, right? like, I should explain. I should explain what cheating in chess looks like. <clears throat> oh yeah, um, I, I was. This is my favorite part. <laughs> in in chess, they're called chess engines. It's basically just like you can plug the current state of the board into a computer, and the computer can give you the objective, like most correct move. Like this is this is the best move to make. Um, and it's pretty easy to catch cheaters because you can tell like more or less people who are really good make the optimal move, whatever, like however often 20% of the time. Yeah. I happen to know that. And if you just show up out of nowhere and you're <clears> like, <throat> you're actually just like playing like a chess engine, like people are going to notice, like it's not like people go over these games, like hyper autistically, like move by move and analyze every single move. Um, and there were a few reasons people that Hans was cheating. One was his, uh, this is called, it's called, uh, um, like the ELO, like your your numbered rank, like your skill rating in chess. For ranked-based um, matchmaking? Yes. Uh, his chess rating increased faster in a shorter period of time. Like he gained more ELO basically per year than anybody in history ever had, like by a lot, um, which isn't crazy. Like Magnus Carlsen did it before him, um, but like it was pretty wild. And um, he would like he would win these huge upset chess games, these matches, and he would talk about. Somebody would ask him, "Hey, why did you go queen to d four? Whatever you know, whatever move he made. I don't know anything. Okay, I don't know nothing. You suck I, I know very little about chess. And his explanation would be like, "Oh, it just seemed like the right move. Like he would just he would not have anything. People, the chess speaks for itself. That's yeah, his yeah, yeah. The people, chess speaks people, for itself. Yeah, like super like tip fedora. Chess speaks for itself, and he would just walk away. Like, okay, dude." <laughs> Um, it's very it's very out of character like yeah like you were saying these people love to talk about chess and they love to discuss every move so it's very very odd for a grandmaster to just not want to elaborate and talk about the game yeah so so once there was increased scrutiny on him for a little while um i know he was he he invariably always did better online than he did in person which isn't that's not crazy some people are like that i know poker's like that too like online and in person um and there was there was one in-person event that had particularly strict security measures that he didn't do very well at. And then there was another in-person one that had much laxer security restrictions that he did incredibly well at. Um, and I, hang on, I, ha- I actually have this tab still open. Um, okay, so at one point 
he played a match against Magnus Carlsen, who's like the Michael Jordan of chess. He's like he's the goat. <laughs> it's not like And it's important to note that he was white, so he got to move first, which puts you in an advantageous position yes. at that level of chess especially. Um I don't know do, maybe you it sounds like you maybe know more about the game that he beat Magnus in than I do. I mean, I know at my typical caveman level of understanding that I understand anything at what happened <laughs> at at a checker connoisseur's level of understanding of chess. I know that essentially the problem was is that he uh, the the Michael Jordan used a very unusual opening that you typically wouldn't use in a game at that level, and it seems that he was doing it particularly to test. Um, Magnus is the one that's accused of cheating, right? This is I'm sorry. No, no, Hans is accused of cheating. Mag- Hans Mag- is accused. Yeah, Magnus yeah. Did, is he, the he, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I get them mixed up all the time. Yep. Okay. So yeah, Magnus Carlson played a very, very unusual strategy that, like, yeah. I forget there was a report on it. Like nobody above some certain rating had used it since like the 70s. It was like crazy. Yeah. Like, super. Weird. It's like bizarro land. Yeah. Like, um, and, and without even sweating, uh, the the guy accused of cheating without even like stressing or concentrating too hard, like knew exactly the right move to make in the, in, uh, to counter it. And apparently the odds of that are like one in a billion. <laughs> it yeah, just wouldn't it happen. Really weird. <clears throat> um, and so, so he won, he honestly even won against Magnus Carlsen. Um, I don't think Magnus came out and accused him of anything, but he was said that the game was really weird and whatever. And then the next time they played each other, Magnus, I think he was white that time. So he made the first move and then he resigned Mm-hmm. Um, he's just like I'm not playing against this guy anymore. Uh, and then it all culminated in actually no wait who who tweeted about the thing. Um, the rumor about how he was cheating. You know what I'm talking about. How did that start? I don't think that was ever a serious accusation. I think like Elon well, uh, retweeted it, it, a meme and it blew up. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know about that aspect of it. I know that the exact quote from, uh, the dude that's accusing him of cheating was just like I won't say anything. I can't, but I will. You know, basically saying, "Hey, that dude was cheating," and I'm not allowed to say it. But yeah, that dude was the, yeah. The cheating. other thing about chess, chess culture is very hoity-toity. They're all they're yeah. all like tuxedo wearing, very proper. Like there's very there's there's very much like a like a chessy way to talk about your competition. They're nerds as hell. They're nerdy as yeah. hell. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's not. It, it's very. It would be very uncouth for a chess player to just be like, "You're cheating." Like that's yep. that's not something that one that like. Uh, a respectful chess player would say to another chess player. So this is interesting enough, and I'm not, I'm not trying to take over for it, and you can elaborate on this, but where it starts getting so interesting is you have professional statistical analysis experts that will then unpack every game and run it through an algorithm yep. based on exactly what you were talking about with what would a would a master computer, what would a computer do to counter these moves? And if you're perfect, it's obvious you're cheating. And they go for an N of like 0.5. Like they run data that is way too complex for me to understand. But essentially there's like a a, a event horizon where, okay, if you're over this number and I think it's 0.5, you absolutely cheated beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that's very key, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like you definitely cheated. And he came in at like a 0.3 which cleared him technically from that game that he didn't cheat, but it's still high enough that it's like, uh, he's playing, you know, basically with a computer brain. Yeah. The thing is like, um, it's like, imagine you're like cheating in school. Okay. If you're like a D student and you're going to cheat, 
you don't cheat your way to like an A plus one hundred percent extra credit. You know, like whatever. Like people are gonna, <laughs> you know, the teachers. I've are talked gonna about notice. that. I I cheated on every test in high school. I've admitted that openly. Yeah. And I would. I would. The funny thing was, that I would potentially giving myself like B minuses so that nobody would get suspicious. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And so then I, when the gig was up and I couldn't cheat anymore for reasons that I've elaborated on in an episode a million years ago, I'd actually study and then I started getting A's and then I was accused of cheating all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so like Go the, on, yeah. the analogy here is if you're going to use a chess engine um, and if you're good, this guy is good. He's not like a total fraud. Like he's really good. It's not like me. It's yeah, not like me out there. Yeah. Suddenly he's doing computer really moves. good at chess. Oh. Um, So like uh, the idea is you kind of only need there's like a few like critical junctions in like a really competitive chess match where like a couple really super key moves if you knew which one was quote the right one you could you could win you know it's like it's like counting cards or something it's like it doesn't mean you're gonna win every hand of blackjack but it gives you a big enough edge that like over time you win like over the house which is all you have to do right you don't need to win every fucking hand back to back to back right so it gives you enough of an edge that you can beat people who are way better than you. Um, and it's not that obvious. You can only cheat a couple of times, right? So um, I think chess.com uninvited him from all of their events. And they released this huge, like 72 page report about their investigation into Hans's cheating strictly online. They didn't do any in-person analysis. Um, <clears throat> they talk a lot about how they detect cheaters um, they talk a lot about like, you know, it's like a full report. They, they, they talk about the different things they investigated, how they investigated it, what they found, how it compares to other people that they know cheated and know didn't cheat, you know, whatever. Um, Hans has admitted to cheating online in the past. A lot of people cheat online in games that are just like whatever fucking around. It's not that crazy. Um, but he did cheat in online tournaments that were for money. That's now confirmed for sure. Um, and we know like a lot of really like super obvious stuff like in online games like a lot of them were he cheated way more than like that point three number like, <laughs> like tons of games he just straight up cheated um and they can see on the website on chess.com they can see that like uh hans would be like in these games and he'd be playing and then he would switch tabs and then he'd come back and make a perfect move <laughs> like stuff like that <laughs> like <laughs> like they can just see because you're on their website the whole time um at one point someone tweeted um when they were wondering if he was cheating in person this is the this is the the vibrating tweet sam yeah yeah this is this is the welcome to the payoff of the whole story (laughs) yeah so the accusation was do you remember how it started i don't know how it started i know how it blew up it's it's actually the way i don't know it's actually the way people cheat in chess like it's real like this is a real confirmed way that people have cheated in the past it's a common way that it's done is people will stick a little vibrating bead up their butthole (laughs) and they clench to put in the information (laughs) of what they're doing or they have somebody watching from outside if it's not that elaborate and then the computer vibrates back the move that he should make yeah that's that's the the way that i know of is you you have some code or something uh, it's you you develop it. squeezes it's, it's like you develop yeah you like, would have uh, some kind of system for for like because this is rosen again these, these aren't dumb making, people making moves that, you know yeah yeah this is very smart people cheating i mean and it just happens to involve shoving something up your you asshole know, your pooper <laughs> but like you know so i you know they have people analyzing like seeing if he's 
you know, clenching his cheeks, <laughs> sending a message before he makes the move back or if he's getting vibrated from within. So now the payoff of this is that there's a picture of him going into a tournament and they're scanning his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes in and they have, 100% they have like the handheld metal detector <laughs> wand and they literally have him bend over and they're fucking scanning his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess the only things we know for sure, we know for sure he cheated online way more than he said he did, and for way longer. Um, yep. And and for tournaments that were for real money. He wasn't just, like, fucking around on, like, a like an alt account or whatever, like, cheating. Like, probably nobody would care if that was all it was. Um, uh, so we know he lied about how much he did, and he did it for money. We, we don't really know in person. Um I guess, like, circumstantially, if you look at everything, it sure seems like he did. Uh, or at least people who are way smarter than me say it's super obvious that he almost certainly did. Uh, but I I really, I don't know. I'm not good enough at chess to, like, look the at it myself. The only way, the only way for us to ever know for sure is we may have to see the booty. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Dude, we're going to have to start doing naked, uh, naked chess, strip chess. Every time, every time you lose a piece, you take something off. <laughs> We're gonna have to like start sitting them on uh, traffic cones, <laughs> <laughs> or a big magnetic chair. Sit in the chest chair. <laughs> Pale yourself on a traffic cone. <laughs> it's just a regular traffic cone too. It's, regular- it's not like a chair designed to be like that shape. <laughs> it's literally they just like pulled it off the street in the parking lot. <laughs> Who's behind? All of the gym teachers of America came together and came up with the solution <laughs> to get back at you, Chessy nerds. Uh, I don't know. So, what here's now, now in direct comparison because there's another big cheating scandal in America right now. You you thought we were done? Oh no, Adam Levine to chess. Now take this vibrating uh, Morse code, secret code chess, but cheating. Yep. And now compare it to this huge phishing scandal where these people oh, were taking three hundred k in a tournament. Big fishing tournament, and uh, it turns out that these these two guys have been cheating tournaments for a long time. What they literally do is they stuff weights into the fish because fishing <laughs> tournaments go based off weight. What and the, the way the way these yahoos got caught is they turned in like a twelve inch fish and it weighed like forty pounds. <laughs> so these guys did it for these guys did it for so long they got so cocky that they went out and had a bad day fishing and they were like, ah, we can still get away with it. And there's what a the video. Heck? You see, they were there's D student. Those are the D students, Sam. They cheated. That's to what an I'm A+. saying. Yep. You got you got anal bead vibrations for the chess club, and you have hey, Bill. What if we just put a 20 pound weight inside that damn dare Fisher mouth? That's <laughs> so good funny, there, Skeeter. I think it's so. And the video of when they got caught is so funny because it's like this normal sized fish. So they weigh the the competitors' fish, and it's really good. And they're like, well, let's see what the champions brought in. <laughs> And they're and like twice regu- the size, and they're regular they, size yeah. fish, and they like put it out there. And it's like fifty pounds, and like literally, you hear people screaming, "There's weights inside the fish!" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And the and the judges are like, "What?" And they reach in there and they just pull out a weight. Oh my god! Who knows uh, how long they were doing that? You know, to me, so I don't know anything about fishing. How how can you do competitive fishing? How? Uh, like how much of what percentage is skill based versus random chance that you I mean you got bait, you've got technique, you've got you know knowing your environment, you know how to chase the fish down and take into it. Is it is it like like environmental factors? Is fishing like success like repeatable? Is it like uh, there's like a guy who's really good at he wins every tournament and not without I, cheating? 
<laughs> I only like know a Tiger Woods of fishing. I know uh, as much about fishing as I know about chess. Okay, <laughs> to be clear, that's really interesting. And what I understand, it, it's it's like a success is where luck meets preparation, kind of a thing. Like you're gonna have bad days fishing no matter what, but you can stack the odds in your favor, for sure. <laughs> that's so funny. That and, and nobody checked before. They must have been. Yeah, it, it must have been way. Was it just like way more subtle before? Yeah, so like, so just a couple of pounds here or there. It's kind of like the chess like, thing. Ah, fuck it, throw a dumbbell in that bitch. <laughs> it's like the chess thing, right? Where they're good fishermen, like they're not bad fishermen. This was like a three hundred k dollar, you know. This was like a big tourney. They're they're like famous fishermen, and chances are usually they caught really big fish and they just pad out the weight a little bit to ensure the win, like you know two point five pounds here or whatever. And uh, for whatever reason, I think they just got too cocky. They had these regular sized fish and thought they'd get away with. Uh, Having them way, way more than normal fish should. Boy, that's a dense fish. <laughs> that's one muscly fish. So, it turns out that actually, and you'll like this, Tom, oh, in man. the end, WWE wrestling was just, you know, you just have to respect it more because they were just above board about everything from the it turns out everything is as fake as wrestling everything has always been fake. <laughs> everybody's wrestling, cheating at everything at wrestling just had the balls to straight up be like this is a show and we want to entertain you and you know what props to them because you can't scandalize what is already scandal can you imagine if they like if professional fishing just like became professional wrestling where like there's like heel fishermen and they're like <laughs> distracting the referee so they can stuff weights in the fish. <laughs> he's, he's putting a, he's putting a full God, chair. What's he doing? What kind of boat he's would the heel fisherman have? He'd have like a, it'd be like a black boat with like flame decals yeah, and like, like a V6 engine. With like two giant No, it'd board. have like yeah. the hammer, it'd have the hammer and sickle. <laughs> I am oh, yeah, the commie like fish. Com- <laughs> the commie fisherman. <laughs> this fish is for the proletariat. Actually, I don't know why it would be German, but that's close enough. Yeah. And you have like the good old American boys and like they would catch a big fish, but the commie fishmen would commie, commie, commie fish. It'd be like in an old dinghy with like. Yeah, with like, like a flying by on like five a, red coolers full of beer. Yeah. A wave runner and like steal the fish off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> and the ref would turn around and be like, I didn't see it. That, yeah. that actually, that sounds dope as hell. I think that's, I think that's our newest that's billion the dollar of, idea. That's the future of uh, fish, professional fishing tournaments. And I say we don't stop there. World, WWF, world fishing entertainment. <laughs> I say we do it to chess. Chess is actually prime, dude. Chess is prime for like some. He's WWE clutching his makeover. butt. <laughs> you see dude, that, Jr. You could, you could dramatize if you had like two talented commentators. You could make it yeah. a game of chess so dramatic. <laughs> His name's Vibrasmo for a reason. <laughs> oh, I hate that Vibrasmo. That's so funny. You have you have a dude. You like you like you like cheat the clock so yours runs slower or something. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's actually a really good idea. You start doing crossovers, so you have like you have like the uh, good old American Fisher Boys coming over to the chessboard, and, and like they, they, they it they just evolves into wrestling, and they just start smashing <laughs> chessboards over each other. They they get the other player in check and literally the same wave runner comes by and steals the board. grabs the queen piece. Come you fish! <laughs> Those commie bastards! Are you they with want us? All listeners? the pieces for themselves. Are you with us at all? Did you keep up with us on this one? Because this has gotten buck wild. 
Got Russian fishermen stealing chessboards at this point. I love it. Yes, good time. This is what was missing from the last episode. This Speaking kind of, of zany. bizarre uh, zaniness, I I needed. I had this thought. I was playing a, a game with uh, one of the Dark Pictures anthology games or whatever, and there was it's just like a generic horror game. But I made this joke because there's like carvings and trees. It's like a Blair Witch thing, right? Um, and I made the joke that it's oh that's just uh, cave people animation they would carve figures into trees and then run through the woods looking at the trees <laughs> <laughs> and I swear I didn't think of that I've heard that somewhere else but I can't find it anywhere I've never heard of that as you said it okay. I could picture it's it's one of those perfect it's like things a, it's I could like picture a ghetto, perfectly like flip book yeah, yeah, like you're just you're running just, and then yeah, just yeah, running yeah, through yeah. the woods okay. staring at a line of trees. Yeah. And you can see, oh, he's running too. <laughs> uh but I can't I can't I feel like it was like a webcomic or something that I just It was like don't... the caveman personal trainer. Like as you were running, if you ran fast enough, like the stick figure approached you and started commenting on your <laughs> fat your fat. <laughs> nice intake. legs, bro. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah. That's that's there's that that's it doesn't go anywhere from there. I, huh. just, I was curious if either of you would be able to set me straight because I feel like I'm going crazy because like I thought it was funny, but I also immediately thought, well, I didn't come up with that. But uh, I, I can't find it. <laughs> I don't remember seeing it. It's one of those things that's like it's perfect though. As soon as you hear it, you can picture it. Damn. Maybe another time. Maybe I'll come across it. Maybe the the deep uh, burrows of my brain will barf up the answer one of these evenings do you um, have sometimes well usually when i'm drawing when i can't remember something like that i get i can remember like a genre of like the kind of thing it was from or like something about the thing you know what i mean yeah do you have anything or is it just totally like, i thought it, like i feel like it was like a web comic or something okay but I mean, it's like hard to Google like cavemen running past trees animation. <laughs> so it's not a, like an easy way to Google yeah. it, I guess. But yeah, nothing was coming up when I was looking for it. God damn. If you're out there in TV land and you know, let me know so I can not go crazy. I don't uh, know. You're fucked. That's one of those things you got to write down so in like the afterlife you can remember to go back and look. You'll, you'll <laughs> yeah, you'll the stats remember. page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're like your quest log. You can see all the like all the unfinished quests. This will be one of them. <laughs> yeah. Side quest. Caveman animation. Figure out the source of that idea. Um, moving on from there. One thing I did want to talk about as well is uh, Shay and I were discussing things you heard as a kid and believed only to find out that they were 100% wrong. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily have to be something you heard from a parent. It could be just like a, a fact you heard at the schoolyard or something like uh, that you heard and you believed. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like uh, the one that comes to mind is like the old wives tale. Thing where it's like uh, the average human swallows 10 spiders a year. Oh, yeah. yeah and then yeah. if you wake up with a cough, that's a spider. <laughs> I 
I was like, oh yeah, that's of course that's true. I remember, I'm sure that happens all the time. I remember my mom telling me that there were little tiny people in the traffic lights that made them switch color. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like something that you into adulthood. Yeah, even. I'm. I, I'm trying to think. I'm. Sure, I a hundred percent know this is for sure. I just can't like nothing on the top of my head. Like I if you actually, play. I, I remember if you play PlayStation during a storm, you'll burn down the house. Oh yeah, there was a lot of stuff like that, or like TV will like melts your brain, like actually does. It's not like. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff around make media. You go blind. Oh yeah, oh, hairy yeah. palms yeah, if you yeah, jerk yeah. off. Uh, what's it? There's one I heard that I never believed. Obviously, uh, it was that dogs can't actually look up. Have you heard oh, this? I yeah, I had that one. It's like, yeah, they can. They do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, if you've if you ever had if you have ever a dog, seen a dog, you see it. It's yeah. like when they chase go, a squirrel up a tree, they're not looking down. Yeah, you go, hey, spot, and they look up at you. <laughs> that was just like, who could possibly believe that, even for a second? I guess if you've literally not ever seen a dog in person, you just seen a picture of oh, a dog. Oh, wait, so I, I just, bet that I thing just can't thought of one up. now. This might be true, but now that I think about it, it can't possibly be true. Um, that chickens, when it rains, will look up to see what is oh, hitting God, them. That- and That's then, the exact same one I was it? thinking of okay. earlier today. Is the it was turkeys I heard it about. Oh, it's yeah, like okay. if it's raining, they're yeah. so stupid when they look up and their mouth is open, they'll actually drown. Yeah, they choke on the water. Is that was, true? Is, there's no way there's that's no, true. Yeah, there's absolutely there's not just no dead way. turkeys everywhere after it rains. Like <laughs> that's so funny that <laughs> that's the same one. It's actually it's like I did hear that one because I was I made I today. When we were driving back, there's like turkeys around where we live, and I was like, "Yeah, apparently, like if it's raining and they look up, they'll just drown." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. I don't even know why I'm saying that. That's just something you just like believe." I'm good right now. Do turkeys drown looking at rain? It auto completed. Um, it is apparently not true. Okay. Confirmed. According to Lies. Cincinnati.com. Thanks, Cincinnati. The forerun- the front runners in Turkey research. The entire city of Cincinnati. Wait, okay, hang on. Myth. Turkeys left out in the rain have been known to look skyward and drown. Fact. This is false. Baby turkeys can drown in rain. Well, probably in a puddle or something. Wh- okay. Or like, so is it true? <laughs> is it a half truth? I guess so. <laughs> They're interviewing some guy who apparently knows a lot about turkeys, <laughs> and, but like, and yeah, he says, "But the impetus was always they're so stupid." Yeah, they're retarded. They'll look up and die. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what I heard. But like, oh, yeah, that's no like way. the lemmings. Oh yeah, that they that just made that shit? shit up. The Disney just like ran a bunch of like endangered animals off a cliff for their documentary I, to say they were suicidal. The funny, the okay, not the fun. The weirdest thing about that it isn't that they did it; it's that like someone thought of that. They're like, "Hey, yeah, wouldn't it be like, crazy if we just killed all of these lemmings <laughs> and then claimed that they did it to themselves?" <laughs> like, what? Yeah, who's, who's fucked up mind? Who the fuck thought, thought of, that? of that? That is so funny. <laughs> 
And then, like, everybody believed that for years. It's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, those things are crazy. Forever. Like, one will just start running, and then all the other ones will fall, and they'll just go right off a cliff and all die. Sam, do you have any of these? Uh, you know, like I believe that if you swallowed gum, it stayed in your stomach for seven oh, years. Oh, that, that's a good oh, one. Yeah, yeah that's, I thought that's that a good one. <laughs> yep, I heard that one too. Because it's like it's it's rubber. It's like it's not exactly rubber. You know, like a rainbow is God's promise that He'll never flood the earth again, and that's why He'll drown us all in fire in the day of reckoning. You know, normal kids. It's the stuff. opposite. Yep, that was a real one from my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was always kind of funny. Like I don't know if you guys had that too, where it was like supposed to be comforting. It was like. That's God's promise that he'll never flood the he'll earth again. He'll never genocide the whole earth again. Which is and why. And literally, the second does. half of it, the second half of it was literally always, and the way around that for Armageddon is that he'll cleanse the earth in fire. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> there was, yeah, there was always like a tendency for a lot of, like, unimportant theological things to, for some reason, be explained out. I can't think of like a good example, but like over explaining something that is like tangential to like what the core belief system is. Yeah. Like we need to make sure this is thoroughly explained. <laughs> I guess like Bible commentaries are always kind of like that where it's like uh, the nature of like the, you know, Greek and Hebrew language is that it's like much more open to interpretation, which is why there's 5,000 different types of Bibles. I don't know. There's, it's just something interesting about that. Yeah, that that can lead to some really... We're not probably going to get into that now, but that can lead to some really interesting conversations. Like, I'm not trying to pull it back to religion. I just... I always thought it was funny because, like, looking back, you know, it's always funny to look back and things that felt so normal are kind of funny. Like, I would never tell my daughter... Don't worry, God's gonna burn us all alive because he he'll never drown us again. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It was so he normal drown in the us 90s. twice. Yeah, he wouldn't drown us twice. He'll he'll rain scorching fire and burn the flesh from our bones, but he'll never drown us again. But at Don't least worry. we're not drowning, am I right? Yeah, uh, thank goodness for that rainbow. Flood. Yeah. That's like such a bizarre that is such a weird <laughs> thing. It is. Have you, like, to really say to a kid. Deconstruct that. And like it was like a happy thing. Like to be very clear in my house, it was like a happy thing. It was like, don't worry, you will never. There will never be another flood like Noah had, because we're gonna burn in a giant world cleansing fire. Yeah, so I think that's so. Because when I was a kid, I heard the first half of that. Yeah, I didn't hear the second half. All I I heard was, "That's God's promise that He'll never flood the earth again." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." I didn't hear until the apocalypse. I definitely when everyone's burned to death. I grew up in prophetic churches, and I really think that's the difference. There's like, there's like normal church. There's like, let's read some passages. Let's read some passages from the Bible, and let's you know not lie to each other. That's normal church. I was always in very extreme, what you'd call prophetic churches, non-denominational, where like every minute of our lives, especially in the '90s, especially in the '90s, was fixed upon Revelations, the end of the world, uh, the rapture. Kirk like Cameron we were, left we lived, we lived in that. Like I would go to Sunday school and we'd watch R rated movies where like the antichrist rounded up Christians and cut off their heads. <laughs> like it Is that was the, like, what, what's the uh, Omega code? <laughs> no, it was before the Omega code. So like Mark of the beast was the one that I still remember the name of. There were a bunch of them. They were like six, they were like made in the sixties and seventies and we watch them all the time. 
uh, Blood Moon. Like they they all had names like that, and it would, and like literally, it was done. Like okay, you're gonna have to do this one day very soon, so be ready. Like it was almost like radicalization. So there was like you know we were always watching the moon, waiting for it to change colors and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know how normal that is. That's one of those things that like I don't, <laughs> I don't know. That's I don't know very how normal. universal. It was very very normalized for me as a kid. Like. It was not un- like I, I think I've spoken on here. I've definitely talked to other people about it. I to this day can't walk into an empty room that I feel like is supposed to have people in it. Immediately, my first thought is, "Oh, there's a rapture." <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, when man, I was a I kid, the- I used to get that. <laughs> I, it stopped happening I mean, at some behind. point. That trauma, I, I left that trauma behind. <laughs> it's way, it's way less intense now. But it's, it's still my first go-to thought. It's like, oh, <laughs> my wife and uh, daughter aren't here. Guess they got raptured. Been raptured. Well, there are Crap. better people than me, anyways. If that's fair. <laughs> that's always honestly that's, <laughs> that to be one hundred. That's always like the giving up immediately. That's that's fair. <laughs> As a kid, it was like, no, it can't be. I did everything right, and nowadays I'm like cracking open like a bud and just being like, yeah. I mean that tracks. <laughs> Looking out the windows, see if there's fire there. falling yep. from the sky yet. Nothing to do now but wait for the locusts, <laughs> the weird locusts with lions' heads that eat us but never kill us. Biblically accurate, <laughs> or in Left Behind, that was they just an Apache assault attack helicopter. Oh yeah, that's that's always the fun. That's always the fun thing, right? No, it's not really. It's not really what it says is you know. Which, to be fair, I love the argument that if you grab somebody from biblical times and like showed them modern days, what the hell would they think? Yeah, how <laughs> like, would they describe uh, it? I've heard that one. One of my favorite ones is like the oceans turn to blood. Well, I mean, if you saw one of these giant oil spills, what what would you think was happening? That looks like the earth is bleeding into the water. They don't know what oil is, right? That's true. I don't know. Except for olive oil. <laughs> true. <laughs> Virgin uh, oil. Which, as we know, was all they had to eat back then. <laughs> Just olive oil and uh, figs. And bread. And bread, yeah. Mm-hmm. And wine, for some reason. Uh, but... But if you ask your your lo- if you ask your local sixty plus year old woman at church, they would say wine, but really it was more like the equivalent of our modern of grape juice. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, which I think yep. is baloney because they talk about drunkenness. Oh the yeah, Bible they talk the like time. Noah like banged his daughters drunk. Well, <laughs> like, what they what they would say what they would say is there were two different words for wine. There was like the alcoholic one, and then there was like a slightly fermented one that they made um, because it. It kept better than water, which might go rancid. Um, I don't know if that's actually... Jesus wasn't shotgunning. I don't know if that's actually true. That sounds like coping. (laughs) That sounds like pretty severe coping. Personally, and I do believe in God. I know that I drift into this territory a lot where I talk like I'm not a Christian. I do consider myself a Christian. And frankly, I love... uh, Genuinely, 100%. I love the idea of Jesus as kind of a party guy. I love the idea that he showed up to a wedding and he was like, Hey, there's my dudes! And he like started... Given shots, like he turned yeah, the water like, into shots. Hey, check this out. Yeah, cool trick, like, Jesus. Don't drink to excess. <laughs> drink responsibly. <laughs> He's like a Budweiser mascot. Getting home safe drunk is like trying to fit a camel through the needle's eye. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Don't cart drunk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I was not uh. trying to equivalent myths you heard as a kid to Christianity. My Christian guilt kicked in. I just, you know, we know what a rainbow is. It's refractory light through the water in the Speaking atmosphere. of rainbows, Tom, you've been I playing Slime Rancher 2. Oh, I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. Yes, I have. 
I'm not gay. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, it's I'm a, getting a the more yeah, emphatic you, you are, the more kind of I don't know, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh have you played either of you played the original? Okay, so so I tried. Like yeah. so Game Pass, I've tried I've tried just about every game. And I, you know, and I am getting very selective. I've tried probably 30 games in the last 2 months and I can't stay focused on one for 5 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um Elden Ring was like the last game that I got really pulled into. Oh, I missed that game. I got to go back and play it. Slime Rancher had potential. I liked the idea of like trying to get all the slimes and, and upgrading stuff. Like that gameplay loop could be fun. Yeah. It lost me in just how tedious it was to run out and capture the slimes and then run all the way back and put them in the pins. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> so the second one released, it's like an early access, which means they it's unfinished and like it it's not even feature complete like compared to like the first one where the first one ended like there was stuff you could do where you could like automate it and it was kind of like it became almost like a tycoon game after a while which made it i think a little more interesting i think it's just kind of a chill hangout and play for a while thing there's not a whole lot to do in the second one the only reason i say i'm not gay is because it's just like everything's like super cutesy and it's like you're on a rainbow island Okay, I was wondering because I was like, I the five minutes I played of it didn't seem like I didn't know if it was like, like I didn't know if it was a gay icon game. It didn't seem super gay. It wasn't like the slimes came out. were like hell, <laughs> like that yeah. wasn't really, but that, that wasn't like, what I experienced. Like you have a moment read. of clarity when you're playing it, and I'm just like, I am a 28 year old man playing a game where you collect cute slimes on Rainbow Island, and I'm not gay. Question mark. <laughs> Wait wait until you're 35 and you find yourself having a legitimate internal monologue about if you're going to buy the next Pokemon or not. Because that's a sad, sad moment in your life. All right. Well, are you? Huh? Are you? Uh, I mean, probably. What's stopping? Is it, is it just the perceived stigma stopping you? Is that the only no, thing? No, because I don't care. I don't care. No, honestly, it's just the fact that it's going to be the same game I've played a hundred times. Like, I don't care. <laughs> That's true. They, I, I, I with genuinely, slowly crappier Pokemon every generation. It's, it's too late for me. I don't think there's a single person in my life that is like, I don't know if Sam's cool or not. I don't know. I don't he think so. He could be. As a yeah. matter of fact... I don't know how people outside my life perceive me. Little segue that won't last long. I was talking to somebody uh, that knows me uh, like on the rim, like doesn't know me like I'm an acquaintance of an acquaintance, you know? Yeah. And they looked at me and they were being nice and they were dead serious. They're like, sometimes you say things and I get the feeling there's a lot more going on under the hood than I thought. <laughs> How are you supposed to take that? Actually, I don't know, What's... right? It was really weird. I was like, "Do you do I do come you think... across as like a Neanderthal? Am I retarded? <laughs> do I just like roam around and grab things and eat the grass? <laughs> like what? What? What in the world? It cracked me up because I like to think that I'm a pretty involved dude. I've never once been accused of being simple, but apparently this person really thought that like, oh, that's just simple, Sam. Yeah, I sat on rocks and ate sticks. So. <laughs> Better than sitting on sticks and eating rocks. Yeah, I was really taken aback. She was like, sometimes, you know, you'll say some things, and I just get the feeling that there's a lot more to you. Like, there's a lot more going on under the hood than I thought. And I was like, man, cool. I love right. the fact that... Thanks. <laughs> Thanks? 
<laughs> yeah, people are so weird, man. Interacting with people is like so... Maybe it's just because I'm autistic, but people can just be so strange and say the strangest things to you. Yeah. And that's like one of those things where it's like, how can I not be insulted by a statement like that? Yeah, it's I like I, I don't know. Some sometimes you do just majorly put new, put your foot in your mouth and say dumb shit. Like everybody's oh, done yeah. that. Oh yeah, but like yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that one? Well, like, I, I know, but but it makes you wonder. Like, did that one just not go through the internal filter before they just let it yeah. fly out there? They I wasn't just... offended at all because that person was genuinely trying to be nice. I know okay. for a fact that person was paying me a compliment in the context of the conversation. They were talking about advice that I'd given somebody that they were they really like, you know in Iran. well billy what you're feeling is normal in iran it'd be legal (laughs) (laughs) maybe check it out happy 45th birthday by the way (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so pokemon i mean honestly i i don't care i i play those games when i'm on the elliptical i trick myself into exercise with children's games and i'm fine admitting that because maybe i won't have a heart attack before 50 because of it but with Pokemon, it it's works, just like it works. genuinely. It, how many times have I played this game? <laughs> do I need to do it again? Do I yeah. need to watch a professor be like, "Choose your starter: fire, water, grass," and it's strong against the opposite? I'm professor of uh, some type of tree. Yeah, I'm professor Ardvark. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a tree. I meant That's to say not Ard- a tree. I meant to say Ardbark. It was supposed to be a play on words, but oh, I missed Ardbark. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that would be a Pokemon. Yeah, Ardbark? True. Yeah. It would just be a tree stump. <laughs> the late, the most unimaginative. It's actually just a photo of a tree stump from like the <laughs> local woods. But yeah, so to bring like, it all the way back around, I was, I was in my head, and I was literally like, I was driving down the highway, and I was like, man, do I feel like another Pokemon game? It might be fun for the ellipse. And I was like going back and forth. I was having like a 15-minute internal conversation about this. And then like... Well, you know it's just going to be the same thing again. <laughs> and then, like, uh, you know, uh, all the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. Like, there was that really harsh, terrible moment where I caught my eyes in, like, the rearview mirror. Like, I was like, you are, you're oh, a grown-ass man. man. You're a grown-ass man with children, <laughs> with a child and a wife, and you're sitting here and, you know, you're thinking about whether or not you're going to buy Pokemon or not. Time for a new hobby. You, It's never too late to get a train set. You don't think I have twain sets all over my basement? <laughs> my house is mostly twains. <laughs> I take a twain up the stairs and down the stairs, and sometimes <laughs> I take a twain to work. And it's just like, it's like one of those, uh, uh, you know, like pop-up tent material, like Thomas the Tank Engine hampers you just wear on your head. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> just running, because- choo-choo, choo-choo. I don't know, I don't stairs. know. If you guys ever experienced this, but it's becoming especially like relevant as I see people in my life starting to succeed. Corey is one example. Um, I have lot. I it just so happened that I don't know what happened this year. I had four people in my life explode across that uh, wealth barrier. Uh, some to really really rich, and uh, it's hard. Now, first of all, I will tell you, there's nothing more toxic to happiness than comparison, right? Can we agree to that? There, it never ends well. But it's also an opportunity for growth. And I don't know. The other day I was driving thinking about Pokemon. I was like, damn, I have friends making $800,000 a year. And I'm sitting here in my Ford Focus 
wondering if I want to go catch a Pikachu. <laughs> Hell yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. All you have to do is commit. Just... You could turn you could you could be a Pokemon master. Just think True. about that. I mean, I guess my you problem could, you know how is... many yen in the game you can win from all those duels? So much. It can't be converted to real cash, but it feels like real cash. I don't know. I think I'm just hard on myself. You know, like some people I think they're okay just being normal, but my, you know, I want to be the very best. Like, no <laughs> one ever was. Ever was. I really have always felt like catching them was my real test and, and training them was my cause. Yeah. And Pokemon. <laughs> I will travel across the land. Searching far and wide. <coughs> Teach Pokemon to understand the power that's inside. Dude, they didn't have to go so hard on that theme song. Dude, that theme song is a banger. Is and a I want you to know that everything it, it I just said was a setup. It is one of the all-time bangers. To that joke. I was trying to get back around to the Pokemon theme song. So I hope you don't think that I actually just had a moment of self-reflection. <laughs> I was just trying to get you. <laughs> Hell no. I thought the <laughs> no, mask baby. was slipping. Nope. I was just, I was like, how can I get this into saying the Pokemon theme song lyrics? It was a fun little challenge. It's just a fun little challenge. Just a little challenge. A little daily challenge. Um, Like, I'll, I'll, t- I'll, I'll reveal it all. So the person that told me that there's more going on under the hood than they thought was a, was a life coach person. I don't want to give too many details because I don't want to be too specific. And they wanted to give me uh, an example of their services so that I'd write them a review. So I did it. And my fun little challenge during that was, I wonder if I could flip it and turn it into me life coaching them. And I just want you to know that I did it. You did it or didn't? I, I, did. I did. Oh, okay. By the end of it, I was giving them advice. You should really gain weight. <laughs> Lots of weight. <laughs> 400 try, pounds of weight. <laughs> you should try Pokemon. <laughs> Have you ever had dots? Uh... Cheese curls. Those are really good. Dude, I know. Yeah, I just got them to like the other. I've day had them once like, in crack. my entire life. No, no. So there was. I've only like I've only had them in passing. A nurse at a nurse's station offered me some once, and I tried them, and angels sang. Like those are ridiculous. Yeah, I like. <laughs> I can't have them in the house. It's too dangerous. Um, yeah. You okay, haven't so tried anyway. them, Corey. Get some dots. Uh, cheese curls. <laughs> I think we, we got I, off on I've a real tangent there. Was Slime Rancher too good, Tom? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, better I don't than have the original. Else to say. Better than the original. What? Hang on. What, I, maybe I just it, misheard the question. What? I asked if it was better than the original. He cut out there. He asked if it was better than the original. Oh, okay. I was like, it. You must have cut out twice in a row because it was like, is it? Original? <laughs> and I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> what are you asking me? Uh, no, not in a state right now. No, not oh, even okay. close. Is uh, it early access or what? Yeah, it's early access. Oh, okay. You, you said in its state. I was like, wait, what do you mean by that? Yeah, because, you know, we live in a hellscape where garbage is released and it's unfinished and they're oh. like, pay for it. $30? Is that out yet? Ooh, yeah, that's kind of no, steep. I, yeah, wait. Damn. Okay. Wait, my guy. You well, might even like it. Play usually, the first usually, one if you have it. 
usually that would be good advice, but we do live under the constant threat of nuclear attack right now. That's true. So maybe just play. Maybe that's what we can take home from today. Get Pokemon. Is, uh, play Slime Rancher Two. Play Pokemon. Can I make a really weird game recommendation? Yeah. No. Uh, it's called What Remains of Edith Finch. Oh, I've seen that around. I've never played it's it. It's like a. It's like a walking. That's an old one, isn't it? Uh, it did. It came out in 2017. I just played it. It's free on Game Pass. I'm pretty Is sure. It good? Um. Uh. You you should check it. It's like a walking simulator kind of game. Um okay. I really enjoyed it. It's not that long. Um I can give you like the elevator pitch. I I'll okay. t- I I really well this isn't spoiling anything. I really don't want to spoil anything cuz it's the game's not that long and there's a lot of cool stuff in it. What if okay. monkeys um, were bald? <laughs> true. Um the game is basically about like a family uh, with like a family that thinks it's cursed because everybody in it keeps dying. Um, and you kind of live the experiences of like kind of go back and replay the lives of everybody in the family. Um, and you kind of see, uh, like where is the lo- the, the game is kind of like you know where is the line between like bad luck versus self fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. It's really it was really 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 fun. Or interesting. No. There's not really much gameplay, but it's really, really cool. Huh. That's awesome. There's a game called Virginia, and I only played What's it, it once, and it, there's no dialogue. It's about two federal agents investigating a crime, and the gimmick is, is that there's no dialogue. It's all told through music, and it was a legitimately awesome experience. So if it's anything like that, I'm sold. I have a game recommendation, actually, as well. Hit me. If you haven't played Ion Fury, Mm-mm. never heard of check it. Check it out. It's a uh, <clears throat> uh, a quote boomer shooter. Okay, <laughs> is that the genre now? Yeah, I think that's what the genre is being referred to as. I'm sorry, what was it uh, called? One more time, quick. Ion Fury. Okay. So on a new studio that uh, worked on like the old Duke Nukem <laughs> games <shooter>. and stuff. <laughs> Or like people from that studio started yeah. a new studio and they made a new game in that engine. <laughs> oh, oh, cool! Cool, I see. That's okay, cool. and yeah. it's like the art style it. and direction is really good. It's super fun. I, I like these kind of like twitchy, like old school style shooters, where it's not like you're clinging to walls all the time or like yeah, all that kind of stuff. So I've been really been digging it. Like, uh, what's the other stuff that's come out recently? There's like. Um, yeah, there's there's a game just like that I've been playing. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Dusk is Proteus. One. Proteus. Proteus. Play Proteus if you haven't. It's a it's exactly it's it's like a love letter to Doom, but it's also a boomer shooter. And I have had a- Proteus with a D. Wait, Tom. Yeah. Uh, Steam says Ion Fury is like Ultra Kill, which you apparently own. Can you yes, tell me about Ultra, Ultra Kill. Is Kill? <laughs> Dude, Ultra Kill is awesome. <laughs> it looks insane. It's like. It's the it's like a super mecha- it's like it reminds me of Doom Eternal is the only thing that is like close to it. It's like uh, there's you have a huge toolkit of how to play, and it's right, a super. Before this re- becomes us just looking at games on Steam, yeah, we want to go into. <laughs> yeah, we probably portion. should. Yeah, check okay. out Ultra Kill. It's sick. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> I, I kind of want to play this. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I somehow I got muted. Like oh. my, all my volume turned off. I don't know why. 
Yeah, like, uh, that, sorry, that was me. I muted you. I just want to talk about. I just want to browse Steam for another hour before we call it. <laughs> yeah, well, we should and do. We, is we're watch actually going to turn on the Netflix screen. screen. Yeah, we need to watch the Netflix screen. Uh, but it's a poll. <clears throat> I don't know if it's really a poll. We reference it like every other episode. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about music. Did we remember what this uh, section's called? Did you? I don't think it has a name. I don't think we named it. I just oh, always okay. call it Music Book Club, but that's what we used to call the other one. Sure. All right, I, well, I got to recommend the the album this this time, and it was Blink-182, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Yep. Yes. Uh, I can remember very clearly. It was on a way back from something called Camp Forest Springs, which was like this winter camp. That oh, yeah. Go to. And uh, my friend, rest in peace, Jeremy was listening to this on his CD player. He'd been hesitant to show me because I was a narc. I wasn't. <laughs> like, I was straight up like, I'd feel guilty about things and I'd go tell anybody around. But he was listening to something that he couldn't stop listening to and I was like, what is it? And it was literally like in uh, Back to the Future when Marty McFly holds the phone, fo- or uh, when the, the dude holds the phone up to Marty McFly and he's like, you like music? Listen to this! And like, uh, Jeremy put the headphones on and I heard Blink-182 for the first time. And it was like uh, Wizard of Oz when uh, they come out of the house through the tornado and there's color for the first time. It was like, what is this music? Because before this, I'd only heard Christian music and like country music that my sister liked. Uh, And it was a revelation to little 13, 12, 11, however old I was, Sam. And I liked it so much that from that point on, I got really into I started exploring secular music in secret. Um, And I thought everything was Blink-182. It, it, the gorillas uh their first big single happy in a bag or whatever it's called sunshine i think oh uh, i thought that clint eastwood isn't that yeah yeah clint eastwood thank you i thought that was blink 182 i was just a simple dude and so i would like tell my buddies i'd be like burn you know these were the day ages of burning cds i'd be like burn me a blink 182 cd and it'd be like pod and some 41 and all this other stuff ah blink is so varied <laughs> <laughs> um so it was to, to say that this was an important album to me is an understatement. I loved, I listened to, so what I, I, I've probably told this story before. What I would do to get away with this is I would get, I would have somebody burn it to, on a CD for me. And then I would record it onto a gospel tape or like a Carmen. Carmen. <laughs> oh Carmen my God. Carmen. Tape. And I would, uh, I would oh listen my to it. My walk Mission 316. I can probably sing that whole album too. Cause I didn't listen to that a lot before this. <laughs> Carmen was bef- Car- like like pre Blink Way Two was Carmen post like it was like was literally also re- Carmen. <laughs> Carmen will never die. Okay, uh, don't want no monsters in my house tonight. Don't want no monsters in my house. You won't get me screaming. You're nothing but a demon. It's time for you to go down. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I know the sea man. Rest in peace to him too. He died. Everybody's oh, yeah. dying. Wait, did we um, talk about this last time or two times? Ago? Yeah. Yeah, he had like a hernia surgery and he died. Oh yeah, that was, that, yeah, that was him. Yep. Um, so big Blink One Eighty Two fan. What's your guys' experience? Like, I don't know. I know your brother liked Blink One Eighty Two a lot, Tom. At least initially. Yeah. yeah. I, which is actually funny because I have like a story. My so basically, I didn't start really getting into Blink One Eighty Two until I was in high school, which was, I think it was years after they broke up. At that point, I think. Um, so I basically would just like fiend, I'd like get really hyper 
Autismo focused on one band at a time and then just listen to their discography over and over again. So it was like ACDC, The Who, Led Zeppelin, and Blink and A2 was one of them as well. But um, years and years ago, uh, we had when we first got the original Xbox, which, which had a media functionality, you could rip oh, CDs yeah. to it. Um, and that's without jailbreaking it. That was just a, a base function of it. Um, we had uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2X, which was like the enhanced version for the Xbox because it originally came out on like N64 and PlayStation 2 or PlayStation 1 and Dreamcast, I think. Um, but so my brother had ripped this album um, onto the Xbox and in Tony Hawk, there was a way you could listen to custom soundtracks. I didn't know anything about this. So the entire soundtrack to that game for me is this album. <laughs> like, cause I would just listen to it while, uh, while playing Tony Hawk and, uh, like the song reckless abandon since it yeah. was like, there was no like track recognition back in those days. It was just like when you ripped it, it was track one, track two, track three, track four. Like it didn't automatically. Yeah, that takes me back, man. That's a that is a deep pull. You and, forget about when it was just track one, track two, and then yeah. you like you had to go in and name everything if you wanted it. And <laughs> my brother had uh, labeled "Reckless Abandon" that song as extra because it's like he left a scar size extra large is like the line. Yeah. And I would just re- listen to that song on repeat while playing Tony Hawk. <laughs> and it's a good uh, song. and then. Uh, I don't know why when I that one really appealed to me when I was like when would that have been? Two thousand one. So I was like first, second grade. Really young. Um but yeah, and then, then revisiting in high school I was like, Oh yeah, this is that song that was on Tony Hawk. <laughs> and I was like, It wasn't on Tony Hawk. Because I've played it again since then and it's not definitely not in the original soundtrack. Just a weird kind of side story thing. But um, I just unlocked a. I don't want to interrupt you, but I just unlocked. It's actually very relevant to you, Tom. I just unlocked a core memory, looking at this track list. Um, you know the song "Happy Holidays." Yes. So I used to think that it was hilarious to sing that edited as loud as I could to make my friends nervous, and uh, I just, out of the blue, seeing it, remembered very. Spe- you might have been even been in the van. The only part I can say clearly was that we were leaving a basketball game. I was going out to stay at like your cabin. It wasn't like your regular house. Did you guys have a cabin? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We were go- I was going to stay at your cabin for the night from the basketball game and I was singing Happy Holidays over and over again, very loud, very autistically cuz I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> and your mom turned around and as nicely as she could, I don't remember her exact words, but it was something to the equivalent of, "Sam, I I love your singing voice, but I think we're going to have quiet time on the drive out to the cabin." <laughs> oh, that's so hilarious. Funny. <laughs> I don't think I was there for that, but I can picture her saying that. Um, oh man! Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> I, I, I gotta listen to that song. Yeah, is that the? Hang on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can uh, remember exactly what I do. It's Christmas Eve, and I've only wrapped two lovely presents. Christmas Eve, and I've only wrapped two lovely presents. And I love, love, love you, and I really, really love you lots. I'll probably talk to you again on the phone or something. I'll probably talk to you again, and I would do it over and over again, really loud. And honestly, <laughs> God bless your mother because I don't know why she didn't blow my brains out and throw me. Just the car. throw you out in a ditch in the middle of the woods. 
But I just know, I, I remember even then I was like, oh my God, I just drove that poor woman insane. Because you could tell that she was just trying to be as calm and patient as anybody can be with a neurodivergent that's in their car and potentially going to get violent for no reason. Well, just... the wheel of the karmic wheel will come back at you when, uh, when uh, your kid uh, makes a friend that is on the same. Yeah, true. And you have to give them a ride all the way to where you live. Yeah, truly, God bless your mother. This was not a slight against her at all because I can't imagine what it was like having to deal with me on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> but we're gonna have quiet time. Wait, I oh, just I hang on, hang on. I just remembered something. Uh oh, is this about my mom? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe this is only super funny to me. Maybe this is only a little bit funny. Or like, huh? But. I remember one time I was getting a ride out to your house, Tom. Your mom was giving yep. me a ride. I have no idea how it came to this. I have no, I no idea how it came to this, but we... Can I just say... Can I just say... What? I, I have to stop. We're in Schrodinger's box right now because this story... <laughs> it's not crazy. It's not crazy. We it's just don't fucking, know. It's not There's crazy. It's just weird. We talk, I don't remember. We talked about 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> what? What the heck? I don't remember how the conversation quicker there. I just remember we talked about You were dropping your loose change hot takes. No, it wasn't on my own. It was definitely the Jews. We gotta go Death Con yeah, 3 on true. them. Why were they dancing? <laughs> oh and she my was like, God. at least you're not singing at least you're not singing at the time. She did say that. She went, Well, you're better than Sam. <laughs> I, I, that was probably like her catchphrase. That was probably like I did hear when, that a lot growing up. When, when Tom and Rob oh, were mis- or when oh, Tom and his brother were misbehaving, well, at least you're not saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I told so you guys funny. that when we bought our house, the house that I live in right now, when we went to close on it, the lady started crying about 9/11. I told you guys that, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't. Remember. That's a real thing. Was that on the? That podcast? is a real thing that happened. I don't know. That you was a real thing that happened. Again. So, like, we were we met in the lobby, and you know, you know, it's the person you're. It was so we bought the house from a really, really God bless her, really nice old lady who took our offer, even though she got a higher off offer afterward because she wanted to honor her word and be a good person. So I will never talk ill about that woman because I only have a house because she was except. Cool. But she sent her her daughter to actually do all the dealing and sign all the papers. And the daughter was like, oh, you're going to raise a kid. And she's like, yeah, I was raising that house. And I'm not. It, there was no bridge. I want you to know. It was, yeah, I was raising that house. There was there was no middle ground. Suddenly it was, I remember 9-11. And she started crying. Uh, well, I guess. <laughs> okay. It might be more the house than it is the nine eleven. Well, <laughs> yeah, know. but still, I know, but still. that is that is it, that is a weird part to start crying at. <laughs> like if, in like, the context be... of that uh, exchange, talking about your like childhood memories being raised in that house, and then once you hit nine eleven, that's probably you should probably hold off a little bit and then do another memory. And not just well, start crying. <laughs> let's start with like playing house, or let's start with you know roller skating around the front yeah. yard, or, or something. I skid it was my knee on that driveway, and then start yeah. crying. Not yeah, and then nine eleven. <laughs> like there had to be more than your childhood. It wasn't like you were born and then nine eleven, lady. <laughs> like there was some other stuff. <laughs> don't you have a dollhouse right. or something? Or uh, I don't know. Nine uh, eleven uh, happened when this album was big, though. That's actually it. Actually, is relevant. Oh, because yeah. they had to change the music video for Stay Together for the Kids because it had a lot of 
9-11-esque uh, imagery. So they had to refilm it last minute. That's a fun little thing. They had a bunch of planes crashing into buildings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. I, I was about to say something completely unrelated, but a similar trivia fact about something else. But I don't Hit think me. I'll do it. No, go okay. do it. This has not been focused. Vigilante 8, one of my favorite games of all time. They have, they had a commercial with a school bus that uh, was basically like one of the characters in the game drives a school bus in the first game, and it had like was full of bullet holes and stuff. It's like a, one of those old like '90s commercials that's like so over the top, and like the kids like they get in the bus and it like cruises off and gets in like a big gunfight or whatever and pulls back up to the school. There's bullet holes in it and everything, and then they get off. And they're like, "Wow, that was crazy," you know. And on the side of the bus is written Columbine. No, well, that's exactly the thing. <laughs> yeah. it, it didn't say Columbine, but Columbine happened like yeah. right before that commercial aired, so they had to pull it. There's been a lot of that. So uh, I forget exactly what it was, but the band Power Man 5000 released an album on 9-11, and it was literally called like, <laughs> what was it called? I'm just going to remember. It was really ironic. The World's Burning or something. <laughs> when Worlds Collide. When when planes collide. <laughs> oh, I remembered one of my funny, my favorite all time. Oh, it, it was literally called "Anyone for Doomsday." Oh, uh, <laughs> I remembered one of my favorite nine eleven videos of all time. By the way, just one real Hit other me. quick. Yeah, <laughs> it's the one. It's the end of Toy Story. We're not aiming for the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Buzz, a good meme. You're missing the truck. There was um one more uh. album cover 911 thing. There was a Dream Theater live album that came out on like September 9th or something. That and and, and the cover art was the Twin Towers on fire. <laughs> oh lord. Oh no. You know, there's something to that like we subconsciously knew it was about. To, I've I've seen studies like astral projection and stuff like that that like somehow humanity knew it was about to happen without knowing. Weird aliens. 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 Speaking of aliens, what's, Tom what's more alien than Blink One Eighty Two? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Blink One Eighty Two. All right, let's uh, let's jump into. Corey, this do you thing. have any memories about this album? Um, not really, honestly. Like I, I wasn't in my secular music phase yet at this point. Um, yeah, no worries. I yeah, I was I was a good boy. Okay, I had my little propeller yeah. hat and my balloon, and I only listened to Christian and music. Your big your giant lollipop. <laughs> I'll have you know that in 10th grade, I had a guilty conscience about all of the secular music I had hidden because I'd hide it mm, pretty well from yep. my parents and stuff. And I threw all of it away. And it was a killer collection. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's that's like a Christian kid like phenomenon. Yes. Where like you get some kind of They're contraband well and then you feel bad yeah. and you throw it away and then you do it again. So to be, <laughs> to be clear at that age, to be clear at that age, at that time. Your CD, like you would carry around your CD case, like your book of CDs, yeah. and that was like your street cred. Like anytime you went to a new youth group or any kind of thing, you would like whip it down and you'd compare and you'd know if like the other person passed the vibe check or not. Like that was, it was like a real thing. LaRue? And, Why and are if you, you listening to LaRue? And if you were really high up in the ranks, it was like you could get beaten and somebody would have a better taste in music than you and could like... They'd have System of a Down's first album. Like, that's, <laughs> you'd be like ah! and you know, it'd be like in, in Street Fighter 2 and you get knocked. Ah! 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 They'd like lay down, they'd lay down their, you know, um, poison. And you'd be like, no, nah, I can't compete with that kind of taste. If it was an anime battle. Yep. So 
I did. I get where you're coming from because I threw. I, I've thrown this album away at least once. Damn. Before, before a uh, vintage Spotify. copy. Yeah, I would love to have that back because it like had a- every AFI album. It had all kinds of cool stuff. It was a good collection. I still have my uh, same CD case from high school. Oh man, I would love to have mine back. It has all my burned uh, back and uh, <laughs> Pearl Jam CDs or like whatever. Yeah, it's pretty funny to look back on those things. Uh, anyway, did you? Did, so Corey, I, I'm curious to hear. We'll go around. We'll all give our ratings, but I'm curious to hear yours because did you have a chance to listen to this? Yeah, thing? yeah, I did. Okay, I think. What would um, you rate it? Oh, it's hard. Okay, with no nostalgia, I'm very it's, curious. It's like the Seinfeld isn't funny thing, mm-hmm. where like. It's just like it was the foundation of so many things, and it's like, it's like the original, uh, the original branch that like so many other leaves like grew off of. That now yeah. you go back to it and you like you show a Zoomer Seinfeld and they just it's not funny to them. <laughs> but, yeah. But I think, okay, if I'm gonna rate how much I like this album, if we're doing it on the scale, probably mm-hmm. probably a two. But that's okay. only because that's, that's super fair. But that's only but that's because like even though I know that this album wasn't cliche when it came out, it's like mm-hmm. so much of it seems cliche. <laughs> but it's not oh, it's yeah. not I but I can't I can't put it against the album because it's not. But it's like that's just that but it affects how I enjoy. It. Like I'm carrying all that baggage into it. Yeah. No, I no, know no. that like I they think... were they started all of this shit and <laughs> like all the reason it's cliche is because they did it first and they were so good at it. But it's still like what I'm thinking thing. of the whole time. The one defense I will make for Blink-182 until the day I die, because I, I no longer think that they are... <laughs> I thought they were rock gods. I, I, I It's embarrassing how much I liked Blink-182 for how long I liked them that much. What I will say that they really did for music in general was they created albums like this that made it look so easy that a ton of kids all over the world picked up guitars and instruments and started playing because they wanted to do what Blink-182 did. And a lot of the music that we have now is from that resurgence. But th- that was what they did. They somehow made it look so easy and so accessible yep. that I, I picked up a bass guitar because of this album. I was like, oh, shit, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the first songs I learned on guitar were Blink songs. Yeah. <clears throat> Tom, what would you rate it? Um, God damn, it's hard. I like this album a lot. I, I'm, I might be blinded by nostalgia. I'll give it a three, I think. That's I I had it as a three, and that's honestly, if actually you know what, that's I, generous. I think I I I I think quality wise, it's probably a two. Honestly, I think that with nostalgia, it's a four. So I kind of settled on the three, as like if I took off my nostalgia and just was trying to take it somewhat objectively. But this album, this particular album, is just so important to my musical taste development that it's, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and. <clears throat> Yeah, I think it's the same for me because, like, I used to drive to school after I got my license, uh, and I lived in a rural part of Wisconsin, and I went to school in Duluth. So it was a 40-minute drive every day, which was almost an entire CD. Uh, So I would basically listen to this to and from school, cover to cover, and I had, like, this entire one and the self-titled album, like, completely memorized and I would just like yep. sing along with it while driving, trying to stay awake, basically. <laughs> so like that whole time is very nostalgic for me. There's a there's a select few albums where I really like fiended them and would listen to them on that level. Yeah. And this was one of them. So it's it's hard for me to give an a not unbiased 
or a yeah. not biased rating at this point. Like it's, it's, it's so important. I think there are a few things in the entire world that shiver my timbers more than just that. <laughs> Corporate leaders, politicians, yeah. kids can't vote, adults elect. Yeah. Like, it's just comfort food. It's soul comfort food for me. It's not a good line. To be very clear, it's a terrible <laughs> line. Yeah. It's a stupid ass yeah. line. It, like, in but as, like, a, as a 12 year old kid or whatever age I was the edge. first time Holy I heard shit. it, I remember hearing that and being like, wow, but, they really uh, said it all in well, that one. There was a music video for one of these. Corporate leaders and politicians. Was Holy the, cow. Was it the rock show that had the one where they had like all the money they got for the music video and then they just like th- spent it like, or, like threw it out a window yeah. or something? Yep. And they bought like a, a homeless. Like they were doing TikTok and YouTube stuff before. They were they were kind of blazing a trail there. They like took a homeless guy in, gave him a shower and a shave and bought him a new suit and like got him a job and fed him and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, do we want to go track by track on this? <clears throat> yeah, sure. So anthem, yeah. So anthem part two is, is classic. It's a good song. Um, catchy. I mean, it. It. It's so. One thing I will say about this entire album is listening to it now with a clear head. It is so pandering, and so produced. <laughs> like, oh yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, these guys tell the truth. They really get it. Now you know that they were in there with a bunch of marketing executives that were like. Let's design this very, very specifically for the teenagers out there so that they'll feel like we relate and spend tons of money. And there, this is one of those songs where it's just so obvious. <laughs> there's, no, there's no art or heart in this, right? This <laughs> yeah. is a product. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I still think it's like such a banger, like the way it starts, the... Oh, yeah. And how uh, it goes... Yeah. The fir- like the first anthem from the... Enema of the state was also very good, so it was cool that they basically like hey, continued. Which one that. do you like better? Which one do you like? Because like albums? No, no, not albums. Just songs. Anthem Part One or Anthem Part Two? Uh, I think I like Anthem One. Sure. Better. Very fair. Yeah, I would agree. But not. But seeing as that this is the first Blink One Eight Two song I ever heard, it will always have a very special place in my heart, oh, and I yeah, do think sure. it's a banger, one hundred percent. Gore, you can jump in whenever. I know that this isn't very nostalgic uh, for you, so I don't know how. No, yeah, I, I mean, I, I like the album. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's the the. I don't really have the most to say because like, yeah. like the nostalgia just wasn't there for me. This is just like an album sure. that I was yeah. into. No worries. We can move pretty quick too. Online songs is a banger. Yeah. Don't talk. That's, I, I, I actually, can't think of anyone like that doesn't like online like songs. Yeah. So remind me, put your best behind me. Yeah, that's a great song. The old uh, Mark Hoppus. All these songs are really jam. short. Yeah. So music used to be really short. <laughs> it's true. Like if you look uh, at like old fifties rock and roll songs, they were like a minute thirty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would write like a hook, and then you'd have so, like. And then you the just play it three times, hook. and then you yeah. were done. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Me and my very pretentious friend group actually used to look down on songs if they went over three minutes. Really? Like, okay. It, it was literally like... Oh, you can't get your point across? It's, it's not It's not a real punk song if, if you have to go for three minutes. <laughs> I can remember having those conversations. And we talk about epics like Queen, like, you know, like Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that. And we'd, like, argue about whether those were exceptions or... or true to the rule that it wasn't real art because they had to take so long to sing it. 
I was <laughs> insufferable. Let me tell oh, you. I was too. <laughs> you haven't heard anything until you've heard me try to argue that a NoFX song is better than Bohemian Rhapsody. That's only 50 <laughs> seconds long. <laughs> Separation of church and skate. Yep. Ready who? <laughs> Jerkery. Uh, so funs moving on to track three, first date, and also the rock show. Fun fact about those songs where they recorded the whole album and showed it to the uh, to the uh, studio, and they said that there wasn't anything that was marketable, so they wanted something really poppy and like basically just like sugar pop music. And so as a joke, uh, Tom and Mark went home and both just wrote the stupidest songs they could think of. And sure enough, it happened to be first date in the rock show. Oh, that's funny. And they they're turned probably out to be like some of their, their biggest songs of all time. The, the, first, yep. the first date is one of two songs in the album that I that I had heard a billion times before yeah. I listened to the whole In my thing. car, I just can't wait. Yeah. And it's funny because it is terrible, but not, like knowing that it was written as a sarcastic, like to be sarcastic, somehow makes it like go all the way back around and be awesome again. Listening to it as a, as a, as a, in my 30s and like knowing that it was like this frustrated dude in his mansion because they were already rich at this point, don't pretend otherwise. And like being like, in the car, I just can't wait to pick you up on our very first date. Fucking like knowing that suits. <laughs> they were making. They were making jerk off motions in the studio while they recorded. I think it's hilarious. You picture like you picture like um like he's in the vocal booth like trying to track and like everybody else is just like they can't keep it together. Like they yep. can't believe that yep. they're actually <laughs> Is it cool if I hold your hand? Is it lame if I think it's time to dance? And like, you know, they're just like, Oh, this is so stupid. <coughs> but as a kid, I was like, I wanna feel that. And every time a girl I that you like state. Every time a girl would look at you and you'd meet their eye line, like at Walmart checking out, you'd be like, let's go. <laughs> Don't wait. This night's it's almost, almost over. over. <laughs> yeah. On and on and on and on. Happy holidays. Oh. I've shared my story about that one already. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have quiet time now. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that's how I picture I, I imagine that one day you showed your mom this podcast and like 30 seconds into it, she was like... I really, you know, that's great, but we're going to have quiet time for like the rest of our lives. I'm pretty sure she probably would say that exact phrase again. <laughs> um, I don't really have anything to say about this track. It's juvenile. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's like a very blink thing to do. Yeah. Which one is the 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 dog one? Is that on this album or is that on? No, that's, that's that. They they loved sneaking like they thought having sex with a dog was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> they really did. They they thought that that was. I didn't just know there were multiple uh, dog the peak of comedy in the discography. Oh yeah, listen to their whole discography up to their self titled album, and they loved to sneak little things about he humped the dog. Like they just they loved it. They thought that was the funniest <laughs> shit. They, so they thought that was the peak of comedy. Mm. A uh, story of a lonely guy, man. You want to talk about a song that I would listen to in the dark? Peak <laughs> angst. My peak life. angsty sound. Yep. yep. Story of a lonely guy is peak. The, be- I'm the a sprouting of angsty boy. Sam. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. That's what I think uh, on this album, besides Rock Show and like First Date and Anthem Part Two, this is one of the ones that sticks out that I still like when I started 
it again, having not listened mm-hmm. to this album for like many years, and I'm just like, oh, yep, I remember this entire song. Very catchy. She makes very me feel like it's raining outside. Yeah, it's great. Classic. It's great. It's great. I don't care. Like I said, this whole album is like is the equivalent of of having warm so- soup on a winter's day. <laughs> like it just really it's like is the purest nostalgia. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it's it's just it's that moment in Rick and Morty where they keep eating the cookie of the dude's happy memories. <laughs> that's that's this album for me. Like I un- unabashedly and unashamedly love every minute of this album. So, uh, rock show. That's a song that I could never hear again, and I'd be all right. I like the memories that I have attached to it, but it's, it, you know, I've heard it way too many times in my old life. Yeah. That's a, I still en- enjoy a lesson every now and again, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not like super applicable to me anymore. It, it definitely feels like a song that was written sarcastically overnight. Like putting the context. She's of that so these cool. Songs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said, she said what? And I told her that I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah that's funny relatable <laughs> stay together for the kids this is the other one a, i'd heard a trillion times the ballad yeah as a child of divorce man i get it i get it it's hard to wake up when the shade's been pulled shut most of this review is just us singing. <laughs> and I think I think that speaks to the album. I really yeah. do. I think no, the fact it's good. That could, yeah. It's like super yeah. catchy, super memorable. Like I remember like all of these tracks. Roller coaster, favorite, right? Yeah. That's one of my favorite ones on the album. Yeah. Roller coaster is a great. Roller coaster is a banger. Yeah. I think Reckless Abandon is still very good too, even though it's yeah. it's not called Extra. My it's brain. Not. Oh, because the CD I remember thing. when I yeah okay. I remember when I listened to it and I looked at the title, I was like, that's not what it's called. It's called Extra. <laughs> it's called Extra. I had a few. The uh, actual CD Clint, sleeve is wrong. Clint Eastwood <laughs> is uh, one of those for me. Like how I couldn't remember the name right now. I thought that was funny because I had it called like Smile or Happy or something like that. And I thought that that was its title for forever. That's a good song. And when I, when I found out it was called Clint Eastwood, I was like, what? <laughs> it doesn't make any. Why would they call it that? Um... Reckless Abandon, banger. Uh, every time I look for you, this you could song. call that one. You could call that one filler. I think I really is, like it. I, I really yeah. like it. I think that's for me. That's might be the well. Besides Happy Holidays, you bastard. I don't. Uh, that might be the low point of the album. Every time I look for you was another one of those songs that I just attached to when I was not having any luck with romance in middle and high school. And I would just, like, I'd go and I'd scoop snow in the winter. And every time I look for you, the sun goes down. And I'd be like, yeah, oh, I can't sure. ever find you. Damn son. <laughs> Give me one good reason. I So as a good Christian boy, I didn't like that song. <laughs> That's actually I've, I've, <laughs> It's a true story. <laughs> that song made me feel bad because really it was funny. all about going out and partying and doing bad things. And I was like... I like Blink-182, but I just can't agree with that. That's another funny thing. um, There were like a bunch, like (laughs) as I started getting into secular music when I was a kid, there was was like songs that like you still wouldn't listen to because they like, they would like say the Lord's name in vain or like they would say something, they would do something bad in it where you're like, oh, I can't listen to that one. I think there was some real, so when Jeremy let me listen to this for the first time, he told me that it was Christian and he told me that Anthem Part 2 was about the final battle between Jesus and the devil. And of course, I believed him. 
um, which is probably why I didn't narc on him and I ended up liking it enough to get sucked into it. Uh, and I think that it was impossible for me to pretend like it was a Christian album when I get to give me one good reason. <laughs> <laughs> the, the illusion was shattered. I'd be like, well, there's just no way. <laughs> I've always had a soft spot for Shut Up. I'm not even going to say it's a good song, but I've always, I don't know. Even when I put that song on now, I like it. trying to remember i'm i'm like if i'm quiet I'm, I'm like listening to each track as we go through it just to remember okay i'll yeah. never ask permission yeah, from yeah. you i've always liked that song yeah that one's pretty good i actually really like the closer of this album as well please yeah. take me home is a good song it's a great closer it is a good song yeah oh uh drummer rating we should do what do you think oh, of yeah. Travis yeah. Barker? What do you think about old Travis Barker there, Corey? He's good. Oh, wow. I didn't think it would be that easy. He did say it like, he's good. He's all right. No, okay. I'm conc- I. He has the problem that almost every like mainstream famous drummer has, which is that they're not as good as people think they are. But he's good. That doesn't make it true that he's, that doesn't make him not good. Now, here's what I've always thought, and, and I'm very curious to hear if this is accurate. I've always thought that, that his skill is in his creativity. Like, he finds really fun ways he to do is, He beats. is, is very, that, is, yeah, Is yeah, that yeah. what you would uh, say? Uh, yeah, okay. he's not, like, mechanically. Like, there's people who are way, like, uh, there is, I the way I think of, if you're going to compare one, like, drummer against another one, there's the, well, like, drummer A can play everything that drummer B has ever written. But, like, drummer B has written things that drummer A never would have come up with. And, like, Travis Barker is, like, the second kind. He's, like, he's very creative. He writes very interesting parts. He does, just, like, dynamically, he does things with parts that, like, people never really... He, like, he, like, in, kind of invented the genre of drumming. Um, or like, I don't know, did, did things that nobody else had done before and, like, set the standard that everybody else would end up copying for forever, which is absolutely worth something. Um, just because, like most people can play what he played is whatever because he like he already did it but like if they were there when he was there they probably wouldn't have done what he was doing if that makes sense yeah no totally that's i mean that's always been my impression i never thought that he was like the world's greatest jazz like i consider jazz like the highest form of like talent and skill. probably of any instrument that, probably yeah yeah that that's what i think and i've never thought of him as like oh man he's a jazz drummer but i have thought like Man, he takes like the basic four four beat and somehow has found six billion ways yeah, to do it. Yeah, there's always something interesting, interesting going on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I learned to play bass because of Mark Hoppus. That's just an old personal aside. I still play bass very much like Mark Hoppus does. Um, anybody that like it, my uh, I play on a worship team at church, and uh, my the the leader there is a big like he's a he's a music head. And he's called me out. He's been like, that sounds like, you know, Blink-182. And I've been like, yeah, that's... <laughs> I, I learned <laughs> I learned tracks. how to play bass. I learned how to play bass two ways. There was the eight-bar boogie for the gospel blues band at, at Maranatha Academy. <laughs> and then there was Blink-182. eight-bar boogie. And I never took a single lesson, and I never grew past that. So if you've ever played music with me and you've been like, man, he is limited in his ability... That's because you've got two speeds, baby. You've got Blink-182 and you've got 8-Bar Boogie. Hell yeah. 8-Bar Boogies. Um, those are both like... There's a porcupine 
was it Porcupine Tree? Is that the name of the band? Yeah. They have a song about that uh, chord progression. Oh, do they? It's called, yeah, it's called uh, Four Chords That Made a Million. Oh, yeah. that's a good song. <laughs> and it's like it made a million songs. It made millions of dollars. Like Blink uses the same chord pattern in 98% oh, yeah. of Shamelessly. And <clears throat> there's like that YouTube video where the guy's like, here's all the songs written with this exact chord pattern. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah. every song you've ever heard in your life. That Journey invented. Was it Basically, Journey? Right? I, it must. I think I, it came before Journey that. Didn't in, Journey probably didn't invent it, but they definitely were the ones that like blew the lid off of it. With, with "Don't Stop Believing," that uses that four chord progression, and yeah. like I said, they didn't invent it, but definitely like there was probably a before and an after for how often that exact chord progression was used, and now it's been in everything ever since. Yeah, that's like Boston did it. Like there was this like so many, so many of those. But yeah, it's like a very versatile. And you can disguise it pretty well. Sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes it's a little tricky. It's one of those things where it's like the glass shatters. Once you know what you're looking for, you can't not hear it. Yeah. But if you're just passively listening, you you probably like it sounds different enough. Like they hide it well enough that you you don't subconsciously realize that you're listening to the same thing over and over again until you do, <laughs> and then suddenly you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you're trying to trick me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what would you have rated it as a kid? Uh, I think I probably I would have given it a four. I think for sure. I would have given it a five. I would have said that music would never get better than this. I can only speculate. I probably would have given it, it depend depending on when I got into it. If I got if it was like um if it hit me at the time that I was listening to like two lefts don't make a right but three do like that era, I probably would have said it was a five. Or or four minimum four, um yeah I I can I I don't know what I would have said but I I was listening to pretty similar stuff that I was like totally fucking obsessed with so I imagine this would have been way up there. Any closing thoughts? Ah, uh, I feel like I've accidentally interrupted you a lot, Tom, and I do apologize. So I want to give oh, you forty. No worries. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I like the only thing I like. I probably would have rated it higher if I had. If I listen to this album in a vacuum, but like the way I kind of experienced Blink was cover to cover because the band was done at that point by the time I started listening to them. So I would listen from, you know, like Buddha and like Cheshire Cat or whatever it is all the way to the self-titled album because that at that time was their last album. They were broken up for many years. Uh, so I out of their discography, their self-title is probably their best work, even to date, I would say. Uh, so, it's hard for me to rate it any higher than that. what I would rate that album, especially given the nostalgia, but I did listen to this album a whole heck of a lot back in the day. When I was mowing the lawn and driving I agree school. With that. Their self-titled album is definitely their best. I really like Dude Ranch, too. Yeah, so do I. That was a good one. That's a great album. They're all good. Like Anima of the State is really good too. Even Cheshire Cat, honestly. I mean, I, what I love about Cheshire Cat is that it is so raw. Not to sound like a, uh, uh, a hipster, but I really like the fact that that sounds like it was recorded. I just think the bass line for Carousel, like the bass work, was like the oh, dude, he goes hard thing. on that. He went, he went balls to the walls on that, and I never did it, it again. <laughs> yep, that song is hard. I killed myself learning it. 
uh, I spent like probably a month straight learning that song. Played it once and then was like, nah. <laughs> and then never played it again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Uh, I think it goes back around to Corey now. I think so, yeah. I've been think I've been trying to think about how badly I want to punish you guys. <laughs> uh oh. I think we're gonna keep it. I gotta be I gotta be true to myself. I gotta pick a real one. Toby Mac diversity. But I can't Oh god, I could do that. Um <laughs> there pro- I don't oh, there there will be a Toby Mac album. It might be that one or or one or two other. We'll have to see. Um I think we're gonna go we're going to keep it fairly listenable. And we're going to go with Skillet Comatose. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, boy. I've never I heard, heard that it. at this the gym be, all the time. Like oh, your, uh, yeah. I forgot. I didn't tell you guys. I, I'm at like, th- I'm just at Anytime Fitness, right? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. But they're blasting Christian music all the time. And everybody's talking about how much they love Jesus. <laughs> it's just it's like, like an, okay. It's just like an evangelical Anytime. That's funny. That's it's cool. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've been hearing a lot of Skillet lately. <laughs> yes. Okay, wait. Do you do you know? Is it radi- a radio station? No, it's a guy's playlist on his phone. Oh, one that of the he trainers just blasts it. Yeah. <laughs> For the whole, that's rude as fuck. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Oh. oh! Does he play it from his Last phone, Sunday, or does he play it? Over, does he play it over the? Yeah, he plays it over the speakers from his. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, his so like, okay. you get to re- you get to choose your songs there. No, you At don't. Least in my anytime you do. At my time, you get to like ask for songs over the stereo. Yeah, like, no, it's just, little app. it's it's the it's usually uh, some generic like uh, you know boomer rock radio station for most of the time. But when the trainers are in, they listen to just like I this last Sunday. So yesterday, but uh, Shay and I were in there, and we heard f- three different versions of "I Can Only Imagine" in a row. <laughs> Oh no. That's amazing. <laughs> and it's like Oh no. And it's like that is not workout That's music. So I can only imagine. And it's like Whose idea was this? Anyway, that's kind of beside the point. But it just that sparked a memory. I have a question. I re- if you I really like how much you're getting into lifting. I'm I'm really excited for the story arc for you. If you, I hope it lasts long. Want to become like a monster and yeah. I want to see it, yeah, brother. Dude, I want to see it. I want to <laughs> see it. I want to motivate and encourage. I want to be anything I can do. I'm like no mock, like 100 percent sincerity. I genuinely think everybody's life would be better if they lifted. Yeah, I'm I mean, excited. I've want- been doing uh, yeah. six days a week for the past four weeks, and it's been great. That's dope, damn. Man. That's not. That's a nuts tempo. Good for you. Good for you. Hell yeah! Lift everybody. Hoist if you must. Uh, but twist you, as much as you can and use your back. Yes, sharp, jerking, twisting motions with your lower back. <laughs> uh, definitely lots of knee work. You want to lock your knees when you're doing leg extensions uh, as hard as you can. No, there's really no wrong way. Go out, <laughs> try the heaviest weight you can think of. You'll figure out pretty quick. <laughs> if you can lift it, good. If you can't, if bad. You, can, you if, should be able to if, lift it with all of your strength, trying as hard as you possibly can. If you can budget a half inch, that's perfect. Just but lift, it's already lift too late. You know, I don't have to wonder because nothing will ever lift me like you two boys lift my spirit. Aw, <laughs> Sam. Aww. We need the like the sitcom aw. Yeah, the real Aww. lift was the was the bros we made along the way. <laughs> the real swole. <laughs> the real gains. <laughs> the friendship. <laughs> What's the friends? 
that's that's, that's actually good. a good one. Damn, that should that should have been a what? Uh, what do we? That should have been. Yeah, that, that would have been, been a, uh, like what I learned of the year. If that if you pulled yeah. that one out, uh, you can, you can't stop a stream of consciousness. That's true. Just it flies. All right, skillet comatose. That's next podcast. Yeah, I've never heard it before. This will be new you've for me. You've heard, heard most of it. At least, <laughs> at least one or two of the songs for sure. Probably. Oh, God. Can you take me higher? It's that it's tier. Skillet, Every right? song is that tier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's basically skillet. How dare you? Scott Stapp <laughs> is the greatest musician ever. And Creed was the the pinnacle of music. The Mar- Wait, was it the Marlins? I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play my old Oh, and I, hey, I learned... That that song is just a rewording of one of his other songs. Wait, he, he wait, he didn't write it for the he just redid the lyrics. He just redid the lyrics to be about Marlins. <laughs> that's actually even better. Okay, that's that's Yeah, better. that makes it even funnier, that's but funnier I was just like I was sure. I felt a little ripped off. Cuz I wanted like a a Scott Stapp original. This is about baseball. How long song. does it take him to write a he really couldn't just shit out a new song for the Marlins? They all sound the same anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he probably didn't realize that he was right using the same <laughs> chords. It's like, probably an accident. Oh, wait a minute. Can you take my Marlins? <laughs> huh. <laughs> can, you, can you Marlin harder? Hit the oh, ball yeah. with your baseball bat. Uh anyway, what did we learn today? Uh, I learned that Sam had some really weird vows at his Iranian wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I learned that if you want to cheat at uh, cheat on your wife, cheat at fishing, cheat at chess, all you have to do is shove a vibrating bead up your ass. Yeah. No matter what, you're shoving something somewhere wet. Exactly. Uh, I don't care that hey, you touched that's, on the <laughs> that's actually true. <laughs> what yeah. the heck? I don't... Uh, I, I don't care that you already touched on the Iranian thing. I'm not changing mine because I already thought of it. Um, I learned that the only difference between a brand new stick shift and an Iranian child bride Go on. is that the stick shift is actually kind of hard to break in. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that one. People at this good. point should know that we are joking. Yeah. And if True. you don't, fuck you. I hope you die in a fire. Oh, and one other thing that I just want... Everybody out there is probably watching it. I don't know why, but I watched the Jeffrey Dahmer Netflix show. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. And I can't separate Tom from Jeffrey from the dude playing Jeffrey Dahmer. What I do you mean? Know. Not that I think you're a serial killer. You might be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what you do at night. Uh, you haven't come for me yet, which makes me suspect you're not. Well, you know what I, I do at night. I, I chase around that. women and intimidate them with my mask. <laughs> yeah, with his gains. <laughs> <laughs> But it's impossible for me to describe, except that I think, Tom, you could have played Jeffrey Dahmer even better than the dude that did it. I just think you would have, like, the build and, like, the way he talks. And I, I don't think that you're like that regularly, but I think you could have acted like it really easily. I don't even know if that makes sense. And but if you know Tom, I'll say now what I said before. I'm not really sure how to take that. <laughs> I just feel like there's more going on under the hood, man. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, but everybody listening to this, watch the Jeffrey Dahmer show. Picture Tom not acting normal, but acting like the guy acts in, like acting like Jeffrey Dahmer, and I think so maybe it'll make normal. sense. Yeah, <laughs> picture the Tom we all know and love acting totally normally like he does all the time. 
There's like because he's he's, he's got a northern young black accent. Men into my house. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I I have to watch the show just to see if I can pick up on what you mean because I've only seen the, the the stupid thumbnail. It's like that guy doesn't really even. I guess he. No, it's not. It's not about looks. It's okay. not like you look like him. You could have pulled off the accent and the mannerisms if you tried. Like I know that you could do a pitch perfect like Jeffrey Dahmer impression. Impression. Sweet. <laughs> I'm gonna add that to my repertoire. We're just gonna sit back, watch some movies. I can't do it because you know that—that that was actually me doing Kim Jong Un. So we're know. going to sit back <laughs> and watch uh, the rocket fly over Japan. <laughs> oh yeah, um, don't die in a nuclear apocalypse, everybody. Yep. We haven't talked about it much, but don't do it. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to die in a nuclear apocalypse, don't. Well, if you have the choice. To either die in a nuclear apocalypse or Given not. Given the choice between continuing to live my life as it is and dying yeah. in uh, radioactive fire, I, I, I'd probably pick the first one. There's yeah. no rainbow promising it won't happen, but That's just true. know that, that we're rooting for you. Maybe there'll be yeah. a new rainbow with all the radioactive material in the atmosphere, though. Maybe like reverse colors or something cool. Yeah, like six generations from now. Uh, like, and they'll never nuke the Earth into oblivion again. When people like grow their third arm, they'll be like, remember, the third arm is God's sign that he'll never cleanse the world in flame again. Oh. And that person will go and get on a podcast and be like, you know what's messed up is when your parents <laughs> tell you that your mutated third colon is a sign from God. <laughs> <laughs> Two and a half hours. I hope you liked this episode, everybody. Yeah, this, this, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stay yeah! hard. Stay hard. Stay hard. Or Stay get hard. Get hard. Get to the gym. Get hard. Get, get hard. That's all Go you want. Hard. Get hard, hard with a bunch of bros. Get hard with your bros. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you.